podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's Andy Campbell! It's in! Campbell comes off the bench to be a hero! A superhero! Breakthrough! It's taken a while, but it's been worth the wait for Cardiff City! Hey guys, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. I'm your host, Sai, and we are live again. Second week in a row, only this time we're not just on YouTube, we are on Facebook as well. Should be interesting, hopefully it all works. I'm just going to check the link, make sure it is actually working. All my software says it's working, but you know that just doesn't always mean that it is working. Uh, so if people are in the live chat, say hello and tell us if it's working. You got us live, Sai. Sweet. I just Facebook live, yes, sounds. Right, Facebook's live, so let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone just commented as well. I can hear you, right? Let's go. I apologise, people. I apologise, people. But we are live, finally, for the first time ever, live on Facebook. Welcome, people. Mm. I'm Sai, the host, and uh, we'll be joined by Andy Campbell, who you just heard there, which we will meet in a minute. And uh, as usual, we'll go through all sorts of stuff. But uh, just to say a little bit of housekeeping, I think towards the end of the show, we'll do a, a Q&A section where you can ask Andy questions, myself, if you really want to, and uh, you know, ask him anything. He'll answer anything. It doesn't matter how odd or strange, and we do get a couple of strange ones. Uh, as usual, same for this show and all the other shows that we do. You can get them video form, youtube.com slash nation. Please subscribe, click the bell, because uh, that's the best way to support the show, support the channel. And uh, audio audio versions, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, everywhere, Google Podcasts, the lot. So, with no further ado, let's meet the man himself. The man who provides expert analysis and insight. He's a former Premier League Championship striker, Cardiff City legend, Borough hometown hero, Fox in the Box, Speed Demon, <laughs> Davy Jones's favourite son. <laughs> still, still the king of the Millennium Stadium, the goal collector, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, you. I was. I was really looking forward to using all my new software, and then it just didn't seem to be working. I was like, "No, no, no it's, it's all working." Excited, excited. I was, uh, I was excited to watch the rugby on uh, on Saturday on uh, over the weekend because obviously, Millennium Stadium again. It just brings back so many good memories because don't really get to see the place now because obviously with, with Wembley being built and stuff. So it was nice to see that little clip there and and reminisce a little bit. Yeah, do you enjoy the rugby then, mate? Um. <clears throat> Wales game or England game? Well, the England game, obviously. No. Uh, now, to be fair, the um, second half was good. I think the first half was a non-contest. Uh, but second half, the battle, the battle back, but just have enough, didn't have enough time to uh, and enough quality to to bring it back, you know. So, yeah, France looked like the uh, the France of old. I gotta say, um, I haven't seen them play like that for a very long time. No. Speed, Don. Uh, Dom Gamble says Speed Demon. Yeah, play with Dom. Dom's one of my over Dom's my um my one of my excellent teammates for the over forties on a Saturday. So 
saying that Dom's, quick, a, Dom's quicker than me, by the way. Does all the running for you. Dom's quicker than me. Yeah, I, I, I allow him. I allow him. Yeah, there we go. Interesting week of football, mate. Interesting weekend in the championship as well. Yeah, loads to talk about. Uh, not all good as well, by the way. There's uh, there's been some uh, some rubbish again. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. It keeps uh, it keeps us keeps us occupied and and talking about stuff. But uh, some things are getting a little bit tedious and a little bit boring, which will uh, which will go about go on about shortly. I was there. Yeah, I, I went. I went to watch Cardiff and Reading on Friday with my son for his birthday. Yeah, and, uh, I got a funny story to tell about that. Well, not so funny because of the reason, but he said something funny anyway. Um, <clears throat> but before we get into the the championship, we're going to talk some uh, any other business. So this is where we, me or you, can just pick whatever we want and uh, have a little rant or talk about it. I'll let you go first because you were I went I went first last week. So yeah, uh, well, I'm going to start with social media, and I've got I've got two uh, different parts of it. What I'm going to look at, and it's supporters first. And, um, you know what I mean? I know we are, we are fun on the side about Leeds United and um, uh, a Leeds supporter, which I couldn't believe, has, has done a little montage of all the misses what uh, Paddy Bamford's done. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter. Uh, it's quite it. it's quite funny, but he's a Leeds supporter, so why is he hammering his own player and killing his own team's confidence on social media? You know what I mean? Social media is there for good and bad, uh, of course. You know what I mean? But you know, you've got to back your players, you've got to back your team, and I just don't understand it at times, you know what I mean? I'm all for when, you, when you're frustrated, but, you know what I mean, the poor lad, you know what I mean, he missed some sitters again on Saturday, which we'll, which we'll go on about, uh, but, you know what I mean, it's not going to fill him full of confidence if he ever gets wind of this or watches it himself, because it's just an absolute disgrace. Um, but then it, then I go on to um, players' social media, so um, I have to veer away from the championship a little bit here, so it's um, Jesse Lingard, uh, obviously, Man United are having a horrific time at the minute. Can't buy anything, can't buy points, can't buy performances. Um, probably out of everything. And Jesse Lingard thinks it's all right to uh, post things he does on Saturday night after they just get the, after the probably the, another horrific result against Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Wanderers. And I just don't get it, me say. If these players are, are either stupid or really badly advised because you know what I mean. So to post things what they're doing on Saturday night. Um, after a bad result is just absolutely criminal. You know what I mean? I remember, I go back in the day, sir, you know what I mean? We used to love a drink. We used to love going out. We used to love partying, enjoying ourselves. But I tell you what, if we ever got a heavy beating, we would not We would not go out. Never mind tell people. Or, you know what I mean? You'd stay in. You'd be gutted because you've your weekend's been ruined because of football. And, and that, But that's just the way it is. It's, it's, it's a job. You've got to take it seriously. And these lads are really lucky and, and very well paid and, I can understand why there's no um, relationship now with players and, and supporters because how can a how can a supporter who's passionate about Man United relate to somebody who's posting things and, and, and laughing and joking and pranks and enjoying themselves on social media? I just don't get it. Yes, players have to have lives, but they've got all summer. They've got they've got this winter break coming up. Post something then. Don't post it after you've just been after you've just had a horrific performance against Wolverhampton Runners or, or or a bad result because it just it just just annoys the hell out of me. I just don't get it. You know, I told you I was going to have a rant, by the way, because it's been annoying me. But now I'm talking about it. It's probably making me even more mad. Because uh, you know, what I mean, I'm not. I'm not jealous that players are earning this kind of money. I just think that the relationship that I've got with yourself and fellow Cardiff City fans, Middlesbrough fans, I'm, I'm really, I'm really honest and really open, and, and I'll talk to anybody about anything. But I don't think players nowadays have that um, openness and have that relationship with fans. And I believe it's because of social media and. You know what I mean? But players don't help themselves at the same time whatsoever. 
But then, right, think about Jesse Lingard. This season, lost his place in the England side. Yeah. I think he scored one goal for Man United. Yeah. Probably about 18 months. It's been terrible. Yeah, yeah. Terrible to the point where when um, United have had all these injuries, they've picked anyone but him at times. They've picked youngsters and players out of form ahead of him. And I just find it insulting to the fans that him and Pogba, I think, gets a raw deal to a certain extent because of his price tag and because he's yeah. so high profile. But so yeah. at the same time there, though, at the same time there, we're, on, we're talking about a World Cup winner. You know what I mean? If Jesse yeah. Lingard has won the World Cup, I will... Oh, listen, if Jesse Lingard wins the World Cup, I'll give him whatever slack he wants. He can post 24-7, yeah, seven, seven days a week on social media. But until you've won the World Cup and until you've won what, what Pogba's won, no, you can't. They're not in the same league as me. And, and, and I see people putting platforms on. If it's not him doing it and someone else is doing it, don't make him look stupid. If he is doing it and he's badly advised, then whoever's advising him, if he is doing it on his own, then use your own common sense, mate, and, and sort yourself out. Because, you know what I mean, you, you were sub on Saturday, you came on, you didn't change the game, you didn't really perform as well as you can do. You're not performing, that's why you're sub. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not digging him out of you. You know what I mean? It sounds like I am. I'm not intentionally digging him out. I'm digging it out, the social media aspect of it, and there's, there's a time and a place for it. And it's not. And, and on Saturday night, after a nil-nil draw against Wolves at home, is not the time to do it. No, it's not. And I'll tell you one thing, mate, right, is underperforming players who were completely cut off from fans is a big problem. Huge, mate. Huge. Football's going to be. Football's never going to get any any better uh, relationship. You're never going to get more bums on seats if you don't have a better relationship with supporters and fans, uh, supporters and players, because it's just impossible. Football is a especially, business. It's separate and it, and it needs to change drastically. Especially when you've got ticket prices going up and up and up, ah. constantly being increased. So this moves me on to something similar, but not not the same. It's. Um, You've got West Ham fans, you've got Man United fans uh, protesting at the moment against the owners. None, now, those clubs, they, Cardiff City not spending any money in the window, but they want people to buy season tickets for next year. Mm. Clubs constantly want money. They sell everything. They merchandise everything. Supporters yeah. are just left. that They just pay it. They don't. No one gives two hoots about them. And no. that gets to me because without the fans, don't care if you're Man United or Merthyr Tidville, yeah. you've got nothing. You've got nothing if you've got no fans. Uh, West Ham United. Big, large contingent. Um, and there's a couple of them which watch this show. And even though they, you know, they're not in the championship, although they soon could be, but unfortunately for Saigas, um, they have lost on the weekend again after being up. It, They've lost. They've lost 19 points from uh, winning positions this, this season in the league. If they'd won those, gone on to win those games, they'd be third in the Premier League. Yeah. Now they've brought in David Moyes to, I don't know, steady the ship, be defensively solid, whatever you want, whatever David Moyes does. Hard to base. Yeah. <laughs> not entirely sure what he does, to be honest. I'm not entirely sure how he keeps getting these jobs, but he's there. Yet again, they've dropped points after being, I think it was 3-1, with whatever to go. 19 points. 
from winning positions is unbelievable. Mm. And yeah. I looked at the West Ham squad. The West Ham squad's pretty good. They've had some problems with injuries. They got like Yarmolenko, they got um Antonio and uh, Mark Noble, these players. They've just signed Jared Bowen. And I gotta yeah. say, if I was Jared Bowen and he had a pick of a few different Premier League clubs, I'm not sure yeah. West Ham would have been my choice. But yeah. you know, we'll see. They're, outside, bank, you, you, they're you, you, banking you, on him scoring goals. If he doesn't score yeah. goals, they're gonna be on his back. And it's a negative atmosphere yeah. though, anyway. I mean, look at the bigger picture side, you know what I mean? They've had, they've had far too many managers in a small space of time, you know what I mean? There's no consistency, there's no continuity, um, you know what I mean? The, 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 it's, it's the, you, you look at the board, you look at, you look at the owners, you know what I mean? There's no, I, I don't know what they're looking for, you know what I mean? When, when, when it was at Upton Park, they had a lot of um, success, you know what I mean? It was, a, it was a really difficult place to go to. They're moving to the new stadium, which is a business decision. It's, it's, to, it's to push the club to move forward. But then they haven't really pushed the club forward in terms of um, financial terms, as in buying players and 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 looking for the, looking for the best manager out there. Because this was an ideal opportunity for me to uh, to make a real statement with the manager. You know what I mean? You sack your manager um, if that's the right decision or wrong decision. You know what I mean? That was only for them to make. But you know what I mean? Many of us thought it was probably the right call. But then why go backwards and and bring in David Moyes? You know what I mean? That 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 you you got to push forward. You know what I mean? You've got to take that risk and. There was loads of loads of people who, who who probably were better fitted for the job, and you know what I mean. I don't believe that West Ham will go down. You know what I mean. They, I, I don't believe they will. They're too good for me, in my opinion, to go down. So for me, it wouldn't have been a risk to 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 give it to somebody who was a little bit unknown in the Premier League. You know what I mean. To go for the safer option. You know what I mean. If that's till the summer. You know what I mean. Because for me, David Moyes can't fall off because if West Ham don't go down and he keeps them up. He looks like a hero, you know what I mean. If, he get, if that means a, a big paycheck at the end of the season, fantastic for him. If he overachieves and they do really well, then they've got to keep him. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a that's another wasted year, in my opinion. So, you know what I mean? This is this is you know what I mean. This is, people are messing around with with people's football clubs, and um, I just don't think you can do it. You know, it's it's such a backward step for me. And you know what I mean? We have a lot of West Ham followers on here, and you know what I mean. I, it would it would pain them, and I think it'd pain us to to be talking about West Ham regularly next year in the Championship show because, you know what I mean, we don't want, you don't want them, you, you don't want these kind of clubs in the Championship, you want the best sides competing left, right and centre and West Ham overachieving, they're, they're, they're a club in the capital, they're a club who should be achieving more and, and they're underachieving for for me because of reasons bored and above and owners because that's that's where the book's got to stop, don't stop blaming managers, you know what I mean, players take responsibility, owners, chairman, chairwoman, Take responsibility of your football club and start doing it now because it's just getting boring now. Indeed, it is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, guys. Let us know what you think. Uh, also, you can let us know in the comments. Uh, is Jesse Lingard England quality, and would he be in the England squad in the summer? Uh, okay, so uh, my my last one for any other business. Uh, it came out on transfer the last day of the transfer window that uh, Nantes were negotiating a transfer for some player. So, okay. And as I read on, and I said, Willie Mackay is working hard on the deal. I tell you what, mate, if I'd had a cup of tea, I would have spat it all over my phone. Nearly did. I, I nearly did I, that. Made, I made me sick. Um, yeah. And for people who don't realise, Willie Mackay was the, the agent who booked... Uh, Emiliano Salas flight and this, that and the other and there's a load of shady other stuff 
Um, super gonna, agent, apparently. Super agent. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to go into detail about like all that stuff now. But if you do want to know, um, me and Andy did a, a Andy Campbell show extra, and I did an interview with the author of the book, The Killing of Emiliano Sala. I've done uh, one two-hour interview with him, and also I did another one at the end of last week, uh, updating the allegations which Cardiff City have made against Nantes. Um, and he had some interesting things to say about those allegations because, uh, you know, they're not just uh, kind of like civil action. They're on about criminal uh, criminal action against Mackay and Nantes because in under French law, they count as the same thing because Nantes is a consultant or a, an agent and he signed a contract or his son and the company signed a contract with uh not so they count as the same thing under french law which was yeah. be interesting to see so check that interview out uh it's on the youtube channel and oh, it's audio as well uh he's also coming back on to discuss the uh chairman of cardiff city's recent he had a meeting with media and fans to discuss why cardiff city are not paying uh the fee or at least yet they're not paying um what do you, what do you think about Willie Mackay, Andy, and people in the comments, what do you think about Willie Mackay? Um, I'm not sure how how we could how we how ethically right it is to put your name towards something after what happened just a year ago. Sorry, si, this is the you know what I mean. Uh, sorry, listen, you know what I mean. Uh, when, when there's controversy with a company, normally that company doesn't consist and doesn't doesn't carry on and you work under a different company he doesn't need to put his name towards anything you know what i mean he's got people to work for him he doesn't need to put his name towards anything it's just going to create more of a scandal you know what i mean he doesn't need the hassle i'm guessing he doesn't need the publicity because he's going to be negative so why put yourself in that, that position you know what i mean it's it's like deja vu all over again you know what i mean it's it's the same football club you, you're trying to get players out of there and and filter them into a into another football club and, and for me you shouldn't be anywhere near professional football and while there's an inquiry going on especially criminal inquiry it shouldn't be anywhere near it and i just think um you know what i mean there's like some of the some of the comments there it's um <laughs> do you know what it's 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 it's, 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 it all, it? it's bang on you know what i mean because end of the day you know what i mean he's 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 done something wrong um you know what i mean if that's if that's if that's been able to like, be proven criminally then Fantastic, you know what I mean? Because somebody's got to take responsibility for what happens. You know what I mean? But ethically, side, there's so many wrong things with him and about him that even FIFA should just say, listen, you know what I mean? We can't we can't prove that you've done anything wrong criminally, but unfortunately, there's your licence taken away because you've got nothing good nothing good to do with football because of because of what happened. You know what I mean? There's too many grey areas um which have which have tarnished the name of football and the name of an agent with football because yeah, he shouldn't be anywhere near. And that, him, him, all well, his family. Banned in France anyway from working on transfers. Well, and it's, yeah, it's all over social media that he's working exactly. hard on transfers for non from non to get them out. And the, and the person who posted that is like a highly thought of French transfer account. So yeah. like, it's not just some random guy looking yeah, yeah. for clicks or something. It's no, a genuine wrong, thing. Wrong. Should all be wrong. Shouldn't be allowed in FIFA. FIFA, FIFA are the one. FIFA have got the power side to do it for football. FIFA have got the power to do it. And if they decide to do it, you know what I mean? Because, sorry, if you're a football club and you want a player, but you're not allowed to get that player because their agent's involved, you know what I mean? That They'll soon stop doing business with that, this, this kind of player. So FIFA have got the... FIFA and UEFA have got this power to stop these agents by being involved in football by straight away overnight. They could do it that quickly. So for me, 
get your fingers out and do it for everybody, everybody, everybody concerned because there's a, a lot of hatred for, for that man. Uh, have you got any other, any other, any other, any other business? Um, just a brief go over the tra- transfer window that I was quite disappointed really with um, the lack of big names moving from clubs. You know, what I mean, normally we used to get at least one big move and one big transfer move, and I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if the prices were too much. There was loads of loan deals and short term deals with with a view to a, a permanent, which rightly or wrongly the the good or the you know what I mean. But I, I don't know. I'm sometimes you just want to. A concrete transfer for your football club and to get excited about, but there's nothing really what excited me. You, you spoke about Cardiff before there about not spending any money. We spoke week in week out about the club not having confidence in the manager, so they haven't spent any money. So is is, is that backed up what we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks, possibly? Um, so I, I, it's frustrating, but um, but you know what I mean. As 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 I'm going on that, let's do that one for that for. For Stephen, there you go, mate. Uh, best thing ever about Cardiff, guys. So it was just just amazing. But uh, for me, um, I want clubs to sign more players. You know what I mean? The amount of money involved in football side, you've got you've got to do it. You've got to do it. Absolutely, mate. Um, so just quickly going back to Willie Mackay, uh, Marlow again says um, that if he had any morals or conscience, he would stop trading. He would stop working on transfers out of respect for the fact. That a young two, a young guy and another man, you know, they lost their lives. You know, uh, the pilot was a father, a brother. You know, he was, they're both sons, and that's right. You know, they would have, he would stop working. You'd think, like most human beings would, if that happened to them, they would think twice about working on transfers and organising flights for people and all this sort of stuff. But he's, you know, less like it was a well, it's just gone a year and a. And he's yeah. back working on French transfers. Yeah, exactly. So I've just seen, I've just seen a, a, a question on there, a little about well on the window because uh, there was an interesting signing for Middlesbrough, and it was uh, Ravel Morrison. It's uh, one of my friends who's put their comment on Jake Jake Laverick. Um, I said um, when he signed that you know what I mean. No one has ever ever got a tune out of Ravel Morrison since he started playing football. Fergie couldn't do it. Um, no, the manager's been able to do it in his career. You know what I mean? Sam Allardyce and, did briefly, didn't he? It's just the question is why. So who? Why? Why can't they? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it the player? You know what I mean? He's 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 been followed um, with controversy, a little bit of trouble throughout his career. But you know what I mean? Someone somewhere surely has got to get a, a tune out of him. And if that's if that's what you can get out of him, fantastic. Because with it only being a loan deal, um, I don't really think we can fall off. And I think it's a really good deal for the club. Um, because it's not a full transfer, you know what I mean? It's for a short-term short term deal till the end of the season. Um, if you can get them up the table, and, and obviously I think they'll be safe anyway because there's too many too many poorer teams below them, um, but I believe he's got a point to prove, and if he wants to get back in the Premier League, um, he's got to perform in the Championship side because it's it's such a tough league, the Championship, and he's going to get, he's gonna, the, the scrutiny's going to be on him because people will try and wind him up in the Championship because... You know what I mean? Because of the the, the player he is and the character he is, and he he's got to be a, he's got to be a handle that. But I tell you what, he's uh, super talented, mate. He's, oh, uh, he is. You can get a tune out of him just from now till the end of the season. Yeah, he can bag fifteen goals. He's that good. Like he's so good. But like I say, no one's ever been able to just get him. Just thinking about his football, no, he I should agree. have he should have like fifty caps by now for England. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's just one of them. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I was gonna do another any other business, but I think 
we'll move on to the uh, the main event, the meat and bones of the uh, of the show. Um, everyone watching, guys, thanks for joining us. Give us a thumbs up, uh, whether you're watching on Facebook or Twitter. Share the link out, get some more people on here as well each week, every Monday, 7 p.m. Um, every Saturday, myself or Andy put out uh, three polls on Twitter on the Ace, at AceCast underscore Nation, where you can vote for the three main featured games for the show each Monday. But um, obviously, we cover the other games as well, but we sort of focus on the three main ones. So uh, make sure you vote and uh, share when you voted. Uh, so the first, the first game, mate, surprisingly enough, Cardiff won, Reading won. Uh, well, obviously you were there, Si, weren't you? you know, I watched the game live on TV and we spoke, Si, over and over and over again at how slow Cardiff City start. And after the last weekend's game against Reading in the FA Cup, which, which has started really well, it's the best I've seen them start for, um, for, for months and months and months, since, especially since the new manager took over. I was just so disappointed how, how lacklustre they were and you know what I mean? And it just it just gave Reading a, an opportunity to put the put put the foot on the on the on the game. And you know what I mean? When you start slowing that in in, in the championship, teams can get on top of you, and you know what I mean. And the crowd can get on your back a little bit. And it, and, it, and it started like that. And um, the, Reading started with some some attacking player and and got ahead. For me, poor defending. You know what I mean? You've got to stop the cross from right hand side. And then and then meet here with a header. You know what I mean? He could have. He was unmarked. It's six yard box. You know what I mean? The goalkeeper could have done a little bit better. I feel, but. To think the ball was straight at him, but it went through his legs, and and it just gave it just gave Cardiff an uphill battle side. You know what I mean? Something, something, something that you can't afford to give poor sides in the championship something to hold on to. And Reading are no mugs at the minute. Reading have um, upset a lot of teams this season, and they're on a really good run. And Mark Bowen's got them really organised, and especially in the first half, I, I think Cardiff just lacked massive ideas. You know what I mean? They couldn't get uh, Lee Tomlin in the game. I think Lee really struggled to get in the game first half. Every time he got in the ball, there was two or three men round him. You know what I mean? And just couldn't get any any space because Cardiff continued to try and find him. They didn't have that plan B in the first half and, and I was really disappointed. But time and time again, Si, we spoke about uh, Neil Harris's tactics and, and that whatever he says at half-time, whatever he does, it's working. And you know what I mean? That's what one thing I will give him credit for is that he um, his tactics at half-time, whatever, whatever he keeps saying and doing, he's, 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 he's doing. But... For me, they've got to start games better. Half time, he brought on Wardy and and, and Bakuna. Bakuna, I thought, was absolutely out of this world. I thought he was fantastic. I thought his his desire against his old club, his his battling, his his quality on the ball, always wanting the ball, was absolutely brilliant. And and um, and Cardiff thoroughly got the the goal that they deserved. And you know what I mean, Patterson. He, he was like a like a, an old centre forward following in. You know what I mean? After the defender hit the post, but you know what I mean. But when they scored, they expected him to kick on again, and they didn't really do that. And, Sat back a little bit again, expected to win it, and Reading probably could have nicked it in the end with a, a couple of uh, long range shots and crosses, which ended up on the roof of the net. But all in all, Sai, a poor point because Cardiff are better than that and deserved the fans deserve a little bit better. And 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 but there was no excitement Friday because there was nothing in the pipeline about signing players. And for me, just before kickoff, if you announce a big signing, it gets the fans up, it gets it gets it gets the players up because they're, they're fighting for players, fighting for places, and it didn't happen unfortunately. And you know what I mean? It just coincided with a, another negative result because points points aren't good enough in the championship. The thing is, mate, right, is um, before kick-off and as they kicked off, the fans were bang up for it because yeah. they'd been accused of all sorts the weekend before. They were playing Reading again. They were real up for it. They were really loud. And I said to the, my son and the people we were with, I said, if Cardiff just goes steaming into a couple of tackles now early on and press high up the pitch, they could have Reading for the take in in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, 
and Harris's tactics, the whole team stood back, dropping deep. It was as if they were playing away. They were yeah. sitting so deep, they weren't pressing. And you could see, like, Patterson was getting frustrated because in the first half, because no one was pressing behind him. And he was just isolated, <laughs> isolated all the time. And he may as well have not been on the pitch. Yeah, That changed in the second half when they brought Ward on because suddenly he had someone in and around him and they yeah. were all pressing together. Mm. But um, tactically, I, I said it for weeks, like, I thought Harris is terrible. Um, and he didn't do anything really on... I know you say about like the, um, you know, like the halftime team talk and this and that and the other, but to me, you know, it's not just one half. It's, it's I totally agree, Sai. Si. Ninety me, minutes, it's... mate, and yeah, and well, for me, Sai, si, to think me, he's a be... poor man's Warnock, mate, and that's yeah. like Neil Warnock was poor this season, yeah. but. Well, Sai, si, for me, you can win games in the first half. You know what I mean? If you go at teams Actually, and get at teams and go one or two ahead, the game's over. Kill the game then, because we've got the players. Cardiff City, you've got the players to hang on to a result. You know what I mean? They start bringing the monsters on and bringing Flint on and you drop Patterson back in midfield to win all the headers and stick Ward up front to do all the running about and the chasing around and, and bring wingers on. You know what I mean? They've got enough pace to hit teams on the break, but you can't play like that at home for me. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? It, it's just, it, it, is, it is frustrating and upsetting because I look at the group of players and it's just underachieving and as, you know what I mean? And I'm not slagging the players off because I do believe they're just, it's just, it's just, it's the tactics what are letting, letting them down and, you know what I mean? Or selection, team selection, and you know what I mean. Obviously, they brought a couple of lads in on loan, and you know what I mean. Is is that going to be enough? Is that going to change the way they play? Because, sorry, listen, we spoke about this, and we spoke about where where a Cardiff inundated of players, inundated of wingers, 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 wingers. They've got they've got wingers for fun. They don't need any more wingers. Albert Adorma, I watched him at Middlesbrough. I've seen him close in Nottingham Forest. We don't need another winger. And um, how good was he for Borough? Um, well, he was probably a few years younger as well, by the way. So he was, he was very good. He was, he, listen, he was, he was handled really well by, by Karanka and you know what I mean? He, he fitted the, the team really well, the way that they played. And you know what I mean? He was fed, he was fed of the ball quite, quite often every time they got it. But you know what I mean? He hasn't played a lot of football at Nottingham Forest, hence why he's moved on. You know what I mean? And you know, the press is going to be on him to go and, uh, to go and play week in, week out. Yeah. I um I th- like you said I thought Bakuna was very good. Um, I thought Pack was better in the second half. Yeah. Defensively, Cardiff are an absolute shambles. Um, yeah, they're all over I, the place. Yeah. But things are say, It's like it's like trial and error. It's like it's like that they're trying to um, trying to find the right partnerships, left, right, and centre. You know what I mean? Because for me, Aidan Flint, you, you spend that kind of money on him, you've got to play him. You have to play him. It's just it's just it's just simple maths. Um, Interesting, obviously, with Peltier leaving, you know what I mean, because he hasn't played the last couple of games, so something's gone wrong or, or happened there because you don't lose your your best right back because you you're filling you're filling in gaps there. So you're playing a centre half at right back, um, you know what I mean, and, and right back's such a difficult position where you've got to go forward and then defend, and you're an outlet, you know what I mean. At times you're an outlet, and you know what I mean. Joe Bennett's got it to a T sometimes that he bombs on with the quality going forward, but then he has to defend. But when you're a centre half. You know what I mean? Sometimes people let him have the ball and it's so frustrating because, you know what I mean, the first form of attack is your full-back and if your full-back's not putting decent quality forward, then you're always going to be on the back foot and, and I believe that was happening quite a lot because Reading had probably organised their tactics really well and probably thought the Cardiff were going to play with a, with a three, with a, with, with, a, with a team selection because when I seen the team, I did look at it and go, three centre-halves, so we're going to play wing-backs. Yeah. I thought, Joe on the left, uh, Gav White on the right, 
and I'd, I'd, I'd have probably been quite happy with it because we packed the midfield, win your battles in there, two up front, or, or Lee further forward up off 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 Patterson. Didn't happen. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm not saying that these things could happen, but you know what I mean. But hindsight's a wonderful thing. The tactics were were all wrong on Saturday. You said it there about about not not pressing and not going going for the jugular and um and and not getting the fans going and excited from the from the from the from the off and from the whistle and. You go one no downside, you know what I mean. You can hear hear a pin drop at times, you know what I mean. In every football ground, never mind uh, the Cardiff City Stadium, and the fans deserve better. I know that um, first and foremost. So I just think I hope I hope, uh, sorry, I can't keep saying it. You know, I was saying it for Middlesbrough for the first fifteen, sixteen games that the, the, the club's too good to go down. Yeah, the, the club's too good to go down. Cardiff City, need, sorry, if they're not careful soon, you know what I mean. You see your Brentfords, your Forests, your Leeds, your West Broms. Well, the, 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 the do, you know the, do you know what the difference is between all those teams you just named and Cardiff City? All those teams spent money. They yeah, spent, spent money, money yeah. and they Bristol, Bristol City. didn't have parachute payments. Hmm. Bristol City. Bristol City side, five million quid to spend. Brentford. How much did Brentford spend, spend in the uh, summer? Uh, Twenty million. That's something stupid. Uh, minimum, minimum side, minimum, and they, and they haven't sold either. By the way, they kept the. They've obviously they've obviously got a plan this year, Sai, and it's and it's, go it's working. Right, well, exactly. Go up, go up, or go up, or, or go bust. Yeah, they've, they've, they've yeah. gone for it. They've gone for it, and I, I like their I like their I like their tactics for it because you know what I mean sometimes you've got to take a risk side to go up. Yeah. So sadly, uh, one of the one of the most uh, exciting, aggressive, loud moments of the first half was. There was a guy in the the Reading end. So, like, if you look at the Reading end, a small area, there's like probably a, you know a few hundred fans there, if not a couple of thousand or whatever. And um, it's all like black and dark jackets. And then there's this one guy who's got a bright white, hmm. bright white jacket on, and um, he starts giving it the like the airplane um, and this and that, and he stands out like a sore thumb. And it's a it's a stupid horrible thing to do at the best of t- like anyway but to do it in a bright white jacket so you stick out like that so of course a couple of people seen him and then it spread up so they was kind of in the corner and we were in the other end in the ninian stand then like all of this one side of the ground is getting angrier and angrier and everyone stood up and then he's kept doing it like i'd say for at least five minutes he was constantly doing it and there was a couple of others who didn't get chucked out so he's doing it and he's doing it. People are getting more and more angry. And then you see all the stewards and security just appear and they just come in and just like drag them out or whatever. And it's loud and everyone's shouting and screaming. But for a split second, well, split second, couple of minutes, it was in danger of getting nasty. And I tell you what, if mm. that had been in Indian Park, he'd have caused a riot because people yeah. were fuming. Yeah. And uh, we, we were like right at the opposite corner, but on that side. And all the fans have like started moving towards that end. And my little boy's 10 has said, you know, what's happening? Because he couldn't see. And I explained. And he said, all right. He said, should we go? And I was like, oh, we're all right, mate. We'll stay here. <laughs> Give him a couple of years. Maybe <laughs> steaming up there. But yeah, he was just... So was it was like, so it was so wrong, Sai. You know what I mean? I, I, you text me and I text you back that I, that, that that I watched it on TV and I'd I'd heard from the commentator 
who, who explained what was going on. So straight away, I'm I'm, I'm watching the game on, on my phone, and straight away, I, did I, you I watch saw the what one happened. with the red in commentary? Yeah, on the whatever yeah. it is, I follow yeah. football or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that was what I interesting, it was it? Um, it was. It, 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 it's um, yeah. Well, sorry. Listen, you know what I mean. The the pictures are clear, are, are clear to see. You know oh, what I mean. God, so, yeah. so for what happened seven days, well, six days previous, because it was last. There was the following Saturday, wasn't it? Um, about um, the racial and homophobic behaviour by the Cardiff fans, which never happened. Didn't happen. You know what I mean? Never happened. Um, you know what I mean? So for this to happen, um, and not a big thing made of it, it just, it just, 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 just doesn't sit right. It just doesn't sit right with me. You know what I mean? And you've got, um, you've got football fans uh, turning up a game, Si. Um, not, not turn up for the right reasons. You know what I mean? You go to watch a game. For for the football, you know, so you know what I mean, and, and and listen, and for we we said about this site about banter. You go away games. The, the best games are when you go away with the lads and you you're having a couple of beers and you're having a banter. Been the pub before the game. When the game's on, you you've started a, a song and a chant. Surely, what is wrong with your head if you're starting and thinking in the pub or before a game or coming on the bus that you're going to do an aeroplane salute or whatever you, whatever you're going to call it to goad. Cardiff City fans into something which is still raw after just a year of well, the what happened the week before, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, and especially after what happened the week before, so you just need you need um, people need the red looking outside for me. It's absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, and I think I think the thing which irritated Cardiff fans particularly um, outside of the actual incident is that the same media members, uh, some from south wales wales online some from reading some from the bbc jackie oatley i'm looking at you some for you know reading as a football club all suddenly very quiet yeah now to me if they if they'd made the same fuss then you can say all right it was a bit of a misunderstanding the club like reading had accused or made these allegations they're just reporting it all right i can kind of buy that but they didn't it was very much you know, silence. Yeah, brushed under the carpet a little bit, and I didn't. I don't. I, I don't like that. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. They're trying to defuse it after what happened, and they're trying to get the football clubs to have a better relationship. But it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? You've got you've got another game coming this week again in the FA Cup, and it's just going to cause. You know what I mean? I, I hope the idiots who uh, come along don't try and cause more problems again because that was just. You know what I mean? It's just going to cause more Neither, problems. Mate. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to happen. You know what I mean? It's a game of football and. Well, this week's the FA Cup game, and it's you know what I mean. There's going to be a winner, and there's going to be a loser. Can't be a draw this time, you know what I mean. So someone's going to go home happy, and someone's not going to be happy. So if you're not happy and you've and you've got the negative result, it doesn't have to turn into a a negative on your football club as well. You know what I mean? It's just take it on the chin yeah. and move on, move on the next. We're going back to the football uh, just to finish off on this game. Um, Cardiff City uh, in Flint, Bamba, and the other one I can't remember his name top of my head um morrison nelson morrison, uh, morrison. morrison. nelson four nelson. of them those jazz, four. Ri- jazz, jazz richards as well if you want well, to put the, him in, in the same center half like those four particularly center halves are probably at the start of the season if you said write down the top 10 best headers of the ball center halves you probably have had three of those four in that top 10 yep but they just look they just cannot defend <laughs> no all over the place. They can't mark. They can't header. It's... Yeah, they're getting found outside. Getting found out all over the place. Yeah. And, I, I, and I it's don't always know. set pieces. 
Yeah, it is, yeah. And then, but then the, 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 the looking dangerous themselves offset pieces, which surprises me going forward because, you know what I mean? Like, that, I think that's where Reading struggled as well. And, and we've said this, how important set pieces are. And, um, but they're important at both ends. You need to keep clean sheets. And clean sheets, we've seen how important the worst are. The, se- the season that Cardiff went up, that Nathan Edwards kept, what, 15, 16. And that's what got Cardiff promoted that year because they didn't score, they weren't inundated with scoring loads of goals. Um, so it was so important that, that they were getting clean sheets because the Nick games one nil, so Hall would score. Or, you know what I mean? So you, you've got to get your you got to get your cards your cards right and and uh, and just make sure that your that your tactics are, are spot on defensively. And it'll always score goals. Side they've got players who who are dangerous and you know what I mean. They'll create chances and, and they've got players to put the ball in the net. But it defensively, was, uh, I agree, we look all over the place. There was one boy uh, for playing for Reading. Uh, number fourteen. I really probably apologise. I can't I can't remember his name. I think he's on loan from Liverpool. Uh, excellent. Yeah, an excellent game. He was given far too much room. Far I, saw, too I much thought room. I thought Swift was excellent as well. I thought every time Swift got the ball, um, what were we on 14, 14, 14, or Ajaria, Ajaria. Yeah, he was. I thought he was excellent. He was I, thought, excellent. I thought Swift, Swift, even Baldock. Si, you know what I mean? They never stopped running. They never stopped closing down, especially up front. You know what I mean? The way that they set, set the tactics up. Uh, meeting and 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 Baldock, they just got at Cardiff centre halves and didn't give him time on the ball, and the passing was all over the place. Uh, Lee Tomlin was getting balls around his neck. You know what I mean? It was just it was just awful. What he was just he was getting frustrated, and and then it was it's a knock on effect. Then you know what I mean? But it's just um, it is frustrating for, for when you when you're playing that happens. But uh, people um, people just need to get things, well, especially tactics. Neil Harris needs to get his tactics a little bit better for games. Yeah, I thought Chrissy, Chrissy Gunter had a pretty good game as well. Yeah, um, be interesting to see how the replay goes because um, they've been quite close. The games that they've played over the last well, week. it's it's well. I think you'll I think you'll see Sai from the formation uh, from the teams that who's taking it as who's taking it more serious because well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We've 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 been there before with Luton Town and what Luton Town in the League Cup start of the season where you know what I mean? The manager didn't didn't see fit to put the the, the strongest side out because he saw the league as a there's a more importance, you know what I mean? What's what's most important is have you got a chance to win the FA Cup or and push on? You know what I mean? Or are you um are you gonna try and um you're gonna try and do something as far as you can in the FA Cup, you know, it's a difficult one. Absolutely, mate. Um so let's move on to uh the mighty Leeds United. Uh who played Wigan and lost one 0 Yeah. Um I listen to like we've uh we laugh and we joke about uh, Leeds, especially over the years, we spoke especially at length about, um, but the word and we have used the word the last couple of weeks about bottling it. You know what I mean? In midweek, they were two 0 down against uh, Millwall and they ended up coming back to three two. And I thought they were excellent in that game. Uh, I watched the last thirty minutes and um, and I, I could just I could just feel the fans sucking the ball in the net and it's the amount of chances they create. Si. How they didn't win the game on Saturday, I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? They caused the early problems. Jack Harrison hit the post. Um, they kept creating chances. They missed some sitters. Bamford missed a sitter. Costa missed a sitter. Jack Harrison missed a sitter in the first half. And then at half time, you think, yeah, they've been the best side. They've had the loads of possession. They've missed all the chances. Second half, they'll go and put the game to bed. And But I've just said their side about about, uh, about Cardiff and, and Reading. You can't give any side in the Championship uh, an opportunity to, to hang on to. And um, another set piece, um, I thought was a goalkeeping error, by the way. Um, but Joe Williams. Took a corner. It took a it took a deflection off 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 the defender who's trying to stop a short corner. So it's took a deflection. What oh, twenty five yards out? You know what I mean. So it shouldn't have really caused any 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 major problem. But 
uh, lofted over the goalkeeper's head and ended up in the far corner. So for me, I've got a few issues with the goal side. Um, one, I think the goalkeeper's at fault, 100%. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, two, um, the manager and coaches are at fault because there's no men on the post. There's no one on the back, back stick. So if, that, if, if the ball goes over the goalkeeper's head, someone is there to clear it or attempt to clear it. And that didn't happen. So, you know what I mean? There's, there's a couple of errors there for me. It could have been eradicated and stopped. Um, but then, they didn't deserve the goal, but anyway, they got it. Um, and once the goal, goal went in, I, I just fully expected Leeds to go on to win the game and, and create more chances like they did. They went there, um, but they just couldn't get the, couldn't get the goal, what, what they've been pushing for. Um, but then saying that, the longer the game went on, Wigan looked even more dangerous than what they were. And they had two one-on-ones towards the end of the game. Um, one was Kiefer Moore, and it was a great tackle, I think, by it might have been by Pierce, and then Tom Pierce himself uh, from Wigan Athletic broke through from a, I think, from a, a cross or a corner. Uh, he ran the whole length of the pitch, only but only be only be tackled on the edge of the box again, and you know what I mean. So the overall, Leeds should have won the game, but you've got to give Wigan, Wigan credit, credit side, because we spoke about Wigan and how poor they are in defence and how many late goals they let in and and how that they're dead and buried and and and, and the league won beckoning, but. They've given themselves a little glimmer of hope for me to stay in because I thought, side that that the bottom three was was set in stone. But if you if you can go to the bottom of the league, if you can go to the top of the league or one of the best sides in the championship, it was the, the probably the most attractive team going forward and stopped them scoring and still looked dangerous yourself in 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 moments. Then you've given yourself a chance to to possibly push to stay up. Yeah, I think so. I um, I think it was. Maybe last week or the, maybe the week before, I, I I said I thought Wigan actually looked really good uh, in their game. And I, I thought, again, they looked pretty good. Leeds, though, mate. Jeez. Uh, We've said it. We said it. When they surrendered a 3-0 lead to Cardiff, we asked the question, is this the beginning of them bottling it? Yeah. Um QPR two and weeks I think ago, that was said, said in a bit. Thing. But when we said that after the Cardiff game, that was kind of like a bit of tongue in cheek and a bit of yeah. messing around with Leeds fans, yeah, yeah. and and then all of a sudden, that was the that was the beginning, mm. and it's been poor since. <coughs> you know, we said at the start of the season about Paddy Bamford not taking his chances. <sighs> he missed another. At least, ah, he missed. He missed three, them sets against. Ah, you know what I mean. They've they've they brought Augustine in in in, in to possibly take over. Um, Paddy Bamford and, and take some pressure for him. But the, for me, sir, you know what I mean. It's it's other teams who put the pressure on them. You know what I mean. Other teams have piled the pressure on them. You know what I mean. There's there's Bristol City winning. There was Nottingham Forest winning. There was Brentford Brentford are winning. You know what I mean. And not just winning by the way that they're, they're, they're putting teams to the sword and. You know what I mean? West Brom, you know what I mean? All the teams in around them are putting so much pressure on them that can you handle the pressure? You know what I mean? And and on current form side, you can't afford to have a have a run like they're getting. And you know what I mean? It's not like they're not creating chances and they should have won they could have won five games on Saturday side, but they didn't. You know what I mean? The the, the, the facts are that Wigan beat them one nil. The they missed a ton load of chances. Um and unfortunately, you know what I mean, it, it is what it is and you've and you've got to take them on the chin because you know what I mean? Uh, you're only as good as your last game, and obviously they failed to score against QPR a couple of weeks ago. They were two 0 down against Millwall at home through the week. They get beat again there. You know what I mean? There's there's cracks, massive cracks starting to appear. You know what I mean? And and social media, you know what I mean? For supporters is is fun, it's banter. You know what I mean? We we, we all go on about this, but you know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? I, 
I hope Leeds can turn it around because they've been the most consistent side for me um, and, and they've been a joy to watch and, and a joy to talk about, especially going forward and even defensively. But, um, but for me, the biggest mistake they did uh, in the summer uh, was probably not have another centre-forward to, to help Banford out, um, to get rid of Nick Attire when they did without giving him an, an, a fair opportunity. Um, and then... And then now to probably not inundate themselves with centre forwards, you know what I mean? We we speak about West Brom side and how many centre forwards they've got, and um, and Bristol City go and splash the cash. You know what I mean? It's the mo- this was the most important in your last opportunity to go and make a statement for your supporters, for your team, for the league. You know what I mean? How much do you want promotion? And that this was an opportunity for them to to go for it, and, and unfortunately they didn't. Yeah, I agree. I um. I just don't know what to make of it because, like you mentioned, Nick Attire there. Every time he came off off the bench, I thought he looked real good. Um, yeah, so did I. I totally agree. And then all of a sudden, they just sent him back. They never started him. I think he started one or two games, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't even know if he did. His goal-to-game any... goal ratio, Si, in, in, um, in the Championship for Leeds, I thought was very good, you know, but if... Um... If he's surplus to requirements at a football club, you know what I mean? He's going to go somewhere else and play because he needs to play. He deserves to play. Yeah, I think so. But and Did he go anywhere in the end? Um, yeah, he was rumoured to go to Bristol and, and I don't remember reading that he did. <coughs> I don't know. I'll, fi- I'll find that out. I'll get that information out for later on. Yeah. Um, and even uh, the, like the likes of Glick who at the start of the season just looked looked irre, irrepressible. He was amazing. He was Everything was good. He just looks like he's maybe lacking a little bit of confidence. Uh, Hernandez, again, still looked tidy and good on the ball. And I thought Hernandez did pretty well. But they're just not not putting those chances away. They're not, I don't think they're creating as much either as what they were, what, like a month ago maybe, two months ago. No, I totally, were, totally agree, were, Si. You know, they were uh, creating so many. Yeah. And, uh, oh, your nephew's in the house, mate. Minus. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yes, it is. Dylan, big shout out to, to Dylan. Big shout out. This is Dylan. You're going to call him little then, aren't you? Yeah, he's bigger than me, like. <laughs> 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 so... Again, guys, just before we move on to the next game, thanks everyone for watching. And you know, we've been up and down, it goes up and down on Facebook and stuff. But I appreciate you all coming in. Drop us a thumbs up, share it, try and get as many people coming in and joining the conversation. There seems to be more people on Facebook this week than there was like there is on YouTube. I don't know whether Facebook's a bit, bit more accessible, maybe. But who knows? But we'll be on both going forward anyway. And the next game. West Bromwich Albion 2, Luton Town 0. Um, I'll start with Luton side because, uh, you know what I mean, we've, we spoke about the start of the season especially that, you know what I mean, that how impressed, I was I was massively impressed, you know what I mean, the way that they came up the last couple of seasons, promotion, promotion, and could they sustain it, you know what I mean, you've got players who've played in uh, League 2, League 1, and, and, and they'll hold their own for long periods in the Championship, but now it just seems as... As though they've uh, they've hit a wall where it's just going to be so hard for them now to turn it round because uh, against West Bromwich Albion for oh, probably ninety five percent of the game they were backs against the wall they couldn't handle uh, Robinson's 
uh, wing player, you know what I mean, his pace and his power and his, his drive. And they just start so strong, Sai, you know what I mean? You look you look at the team, and I, and I think that's what, what that's what impresses me the most, Sai, that, um, you know what I mean? For me, you've got one of the best managers in the Championship and probably one of the best managers the Championship's ever had. Um, yeah. in, in Slavin, in Slavin Bilic, you know what I mean, yeah, and then you can, then you can have, then you can have um, Phillips, you can have Robertson, you know what I mean, you can have Charlie Austin, um, you know what I mean, Robson Carno on the bench, yeah, you know what I mean. You've got no Pereira's, Pereira wasn't even in the sixteen, you know what I mean. So it just shows how how strong a result it was. They started really strong. Uh, it was a known goal by Daniels, the first goal from a Robertson cross, an excellent cross, by the way. But they kept on going. They kept on getting at them. They created more and more chances. I thought Sluger in goal for, for Luton was just absolutely fantastic. And if it wasn't for him, you know what I mean? They could have had another... Um, there could have been another Brentford game. And what was that, six or seven? You know what I mean? So, thankfully for him, he, he made some really, really strong saves and good saves. And um, and the game was killed off by a G uh, with a great header from a, a fantastic Phillips cross. And um, West Bromer. They're just so strong, Sai. You know what I mean? I've just said there about the squad and the, and the attacking players going forward. But defensively as well, midfield-wise, you know, that they've got they've got a lot. And I, I don't see them slipping up. I honestly can't see it. They've got Johnson in goal, who's been promoted at this level with Villa. Uh, a G, you know what I mean? You've got you've got your Barclays. You know what I mean? You've got your Jake Livermore's in midfield and your Sawyers who just keep them ticking over. Your front three, four, five and six, whatever, whichever you're playing. That's not including Kenneth Zaha as well, who, who, who also didn't play that. It's just they're just inundated with with really good players, and um, it's just it's going to be a it's going to be a tough ask to someone to to stop them going forward because you know what I mean the the beat West Ham what was in the FA Cup last week, you know what I mean so they're on a really good run. I can't see it. I can't see it stopping. I'll be honest. I can't see I can't see many teams beating them um, with this, with the squad of players that they've got. Well, when we had that question, I think it was it last week when someone asked us. Who we thought was going to go up and down, and from the Premier League and the Championship, I did say Brentford and West Brom were the two to go up automatically. So I'll take that as a win now, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Absolutely, <laughs> it's about time we had one. Yeah, Blackburn let me down this week. I thought they were on the on the roll, ready. So for, did I. Uh, to be fair, so did I. I fully expected but, uh, them to beat them in a one 0 ahead, but we'll talk about that one. Yeah, I um. For Kyle, but Kyle Bartley is outstanding. Yeah, a J for me is just he's so good. Oh, he's 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 a different gravy at this level, Si. It's just he's he's got the lot to play at this level. He's 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 athletic. He's good in the air. He's aggressive. He's got pace and power. You know what I mean? And imagine playing against him. That'd be my concern as a centre forward. You wouldn't want to play against him. He'd be. Do you know what I mean? And normally, when I, I'm going back when I played, but you'd you'd always focus yourself and try and play against the defender who's slow. You know yeah. what I mean? But when he's got the lot, what do you do against him? You know what I mean? You've got to try and have that something different than what, what he's gotten. You know what I mean? I, I don't see many people getting short change out of him. Another player who who gambled on himself as well. Uh, left Cardiff City to get first team football. Yeah. Look what's happened to him. You know, yeah. he's yeah. Uh, he's gone on to big things. Um. Okay. So we're going to, that's the, the three main featured games. And uh, we'll move on to the other games. Marlow says uh, 2-1 tomorrow in the Cup for Cardiff. Both goals, second half, obviously. Obviously. Obviously, because they won't be in the first half, will they? No, no. Put your, money on, that. Put your, put your yeah. money on that, by the way. Put your money on that. Cardiff did not score in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think... All right, that was it. Who had, Was it Johnny? Johnny, was it you who asked us to give you some bets? 
my bet every week would be uh, Cardiff's opponents to be winning at half time, and then either a draw or Cardiff to win second half. Yeah, because it's like clockwork every week. Yeah. Um, all right. So just before we go into the the next set of games, uh, today's show is brought to you by Away Day Apparel. Away Day Apparel is a group of casually obsessed football fans looking to bring something different to the wardrobes of like-minded people. Please visit their website, awaydayapparel.co.uk, and I highly recommend giving them a follow on Twitter at Away Day Apparel and Instagram at Away Day underscore apparel. 2020 is going to be a very interesting and exciting year for the brand. And as a special treat for viewers and listeners of Ace Podcast Nation, if you use the code AA Podcast Nation, all in lowercase, you can get 10% off your next order. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. And I believe I saw Mr. Jones, owner of Away Day Apparel, in the chat somewhere. I'm sure I just saw him talking about uh, Mackay. Top bloke as well, Sayani. Si, top bloke. Got time for, time, time for everybody. And uh, yeah. Just a genuine nice block, and his gear is uh, spot on, spot on. Got definitely worth a look. Absolutely, mate. And I, like I said to you before, I've had a little peek at some stuff to come, and uh, it looks nice, nice, nice. And uh, obviously, it's the Euros coming up as well, so I'm sure they'll have some, some bits and bobs out for that, no doubt. And uh, yeah, talking of the Euros, there was a man playing in this next game who uh, made his name at the Euros. How's that for a link? Wouldn't get out on Talksport. No, you wouldn't. Derby County four, Stoke City nil. And, yeah, uh, Mr. Rooney was uh, outstanding. Yeah, fantastic. But si, uh, oh, we spoke about Stoke City side um, the week before and said um, they turned the corner a little bit. They, they kept a clean sheet against Millwall, June nil nil. Uh, beat West Brom at, at the Hawthorns. Um, beat Swansea two nil comfortably. And then they've got a derby full of confidence to turn the season around and then they get absolutely walloped 4-0. And it just didn't... It just, just derby was absolutely relentless. You know what I mean? We, we, we've been really critical on here and rightly so about Derby County. Um, away from home, they're, they're awful. But at home at Pride Park, they've got that little something extra. And since Wayne Rooney's took, um, took the reins in the centre fields, um, they're on a really good run and I'm not sure if it's um, too late to, to make a push for the playoffs. What they're about 10 points behind Bristol City in sixth position. Um, but you know, all they can do is, say, is carry on what they're doing. I mean, Wagon scored the first goal, which was an excellent finish. He looks like a, a man possessed at the minute up front. You know, what I mean? leading the line really well. He's got Chris Martin who gets himself a goal um, from a home, a home set up. And Chris Martin, those two are really linking up really well. And um, it's just a, just a joy, a joy to watch going forward. I thought Rooney's free kick was just absolutely brilliant. He, there was zero power on it. He just he got enough whip over the wall to to make sure he ended up in the top corner against obviously a a fellow England national goalkeeper Jack Butland. Um, and then Bogle got the fourth, um, who I was very impressed with. You know what I mean? Bombing on from right back, and they've they've got they've got a good link at the minute. You know what I mean? They've got that. Um, Experience in midfield going forward. Lawrence, I thought was outstanding. Wagon, um, Martin, you know what I mean. Holmes was excellent. Um, the fullbacks were bombing on, and Stoke City didn't have didn't have nothing to um, to compete with really. And you know what I mean. It was just a really really bad day at the office. And Stoke City will go again, but Derby County will get loads of confidence from this. And if they can follow that confidence through, say in, in some of the away games, then you know what I mean. They'll be forced to reckon with. But it's it's the away form what's letting. Um, 
Derby County down, and they've obviously got a couple of couple of toughies away in the championship coming up to play Swansea City away and then Bristol City away as well. So, you know, what I mean, it's a couple of big tests for them because they need to start picking up regular points in order to catch the the top six. Because, you know, what I mean, wherever they are, to, you know, what I mean, I've just said they're the ten points behind. They've still had an underachieving season with the players and the squad they've got because when Koku took over, I still expected them to do better than what they are. So, you know, what I mean, but you, you're only as good as your last game. I go on about that one again and. They beat Stoke City 4-0, so it's a fantastic weekend for them. Yeah, I um, I think Rooney's been watching uh, videos of Peter Whitnam <laughs> taking free <laughs> I mean, But it was very, very good. Um, yeah. But yeah, mate, before Rooney came in, uh, I'm going to talk about it a bit later, but like before Rooney came in, Derby looked in trouble. Yeah, I, think I, I think I did say, I can't remember if I said it to you off air or, or in one of the shows, but I was concerned. I thought Derby looked like they could go down at one point. Yeah, I totally agree. Looked completely dishevelled on the pitch. Wasn't yeah. much better off the pitch. Yeah. And Rooney's come in and he's really steadied the ship. And you said about Waghorn, he's improved since Rooney's come in. Yeah, now, is away. that because is that because he's fighting for his place? He didn't did thought he did he think Rooney was going to play up front, so he's working that bit harder and he's yeah. yeah. Not that he wasn't working hard before, but he's just putting that bit extra in. Mm. And then that's just carried on. Same with Tom Ince. I just think so. I just think so for me. I think uh, I think he's given them a you know, you got you've got to see it from a centre forward's point of view, side that they've now got somebody who's passing them a ball of of his quality, you know what I mean, in, in the right area with the right pace, the right delivery. And it's just uh it's just absolutely fantastic there. You know what I mean? Johnny Wish's question there, could he still play in the Premier League? I believe so, yes. I don't believe he could, he could play as a centre-forward in the Premier League. No, um, he struggled for Man United, didn't he? You know what I mean? I don't, believe, I don't believe he could lead the line, but I, I believe he could play as a 10 because I think he's got the ability to play as a 10. I think he's got the ability to sit in front of the back four and spray balls around and get stuck in. He's got the aggression to, to still do it. So I do believe, to the answer to Johnny's question there, I think 100% he could play in the Premier League because I look at some of the players who are playing in the Premier League, you know what I mean? Look at Man United's side. Would he, could he do a better job than Jesse Lingard? This is this is this isn't the pick on Jesse Lingard show, by the way. But could he do a better job? Of course he could. So there's your answer. There's your answer. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course I, he um, could. Look, Jesse Lingard, jeez. Um, Jesse Lingard is a championship player. Yeah, well, until he no, until no, he, no, no, he is a championship player. In my opinion, just my opinion, he is a championship player. He tore it up in a championship, but. In the Premier League, he hasn't ever really done more than maybe a couple of games. He scored some f- phenomenal goals, but it's like, do you want someone who can score a phenomenal goal every th- 10 games, if that? Or do you want someone who's going to go and go and go every weekend? <coughs> exactly. Well, the thing is, I'll say, I, I've, I've, I've looked at the Derby, Derby team since he's coming and I've thought, oh, they're playing their Premier League side in the FA Cup. He's going to get rested. He's playing Northampton Town. He's going to get rested. Um, he's playing a championship game. He's going to get rested. He's played every single minute or most minutes of every single game, and you know, what I mean, it shows that his, his desire since he's come in that he just wants to go and play. He just wants to go and play, and he's, you know, what I mean, he's, he looks fit. He looks hungry. He looks like he's enjoying it. He's scoring some really good goals, and a long may it continue because we were we were excited side when we heard the news that he was coming to the championship because we were we were we were quite on un, 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 the unknown of, of of where he was going to play. Did he want to play? Did he was he coming in to take the manager's job? Did he did he really fancy it? You know what I mean? After what was happening at Derby, you know what I mean? Did he really was he really up for it? And I think the yeah, answer was to that he question, coming just for the parties? 
Exactly. But the question is, he's come he's come purely for the football. He's he's got his his head screwed on. He's really enjoying it. He's and he's and he's pushed Derby in a in a really, really good, really, really good position, strong position for the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, speaking of the man, uh, Alan Jones, away there, Farrell. Uh, that comment, I believe, is was in referral to Cardiff. So just quickly going back to the Cardiff game, uh, yeah. he says that uh, our possession, it seems like nobody knows their role or responsibility. And I, I do completely agree with that, particularly in the first half. Yeah. And um, that's down to the management. Yeah, well, me and Al have had this conversation over um, over the phone ourselves. And um, and I think this is the biggest um, frustration of, of Alan himself and a couple of other supporters that, you know what I mean? There's, it doesn't look like there any, there's any tactics of, of when we haven't got the ball. You know what I mean? If, we, if Are they pressing? Are they sitting off? Or some are pressing and some are sitting off? You know what I mean? That, that's what it looks like for me from, a, from an outside looking in that, 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 that people are doing their individual jobs instead of everyone pushing in the same direction. So, I listen, if the, if the back four's got the ball and we're all sitting in our uh, uh, front two, back, midfield four, defensive four, and everyone was just sitting and, and they had to come and break us down, I could accept that, but we're not. We're going in ones and twos instead of going in three, fours and fives. And for me, just go for the jugular. Everybody close down. Your first two centre-forwards are your first two defenders and you go from there and, and go and try and cause as much. You get the ball, win the ball backside as, 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 as quick as you can. You know what I mean? You, you, got, you can't win a football match without the ball. You know what I mean? So the quicker you get the ball, you can go and score a goal or you can go and create chances and, and put the pressure on, on the other side. And you know, at the minute, it's not happening for Cardiff City and, and that's probably one of the main reasons why. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. Um, and just so everyone knows, when I'm looking off to the side, I'm not like ignoring Andy. I got like two screens, and I'm looking. No, I'm, I, I'm there though. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. So I'm alright. You're looking at me. Looking at me. Looking, looking, <laughs> in your, looking in your ears. Looking at me. Yeah. So uh, next up was Hull City one after they sold their two best players, Brentford five. Um, well, I was going to start with that. with that side. What What on earth, as a Hull fan, do you expect? When you sell your two best players, you know I, I fully expected Jared Bourne to go. I fully expected it, Sai, one hundred percent. But the the deal I didn't expect is Kuziki to be sold before he was sold. Because for me, if one was sold, I wouldn't have sold the other one. You've got to as a business plan and a business decision, Sai. It's it was possibly got to be the worst bit of business ever. You know what I mean? They're in a position, um, uh, what they are, the ten points off the bottom. They they continue to play like they did at the weekend. I haven't seen a I haven't seen a, a team performance side worse than that all season. And that, that that's honest. And I've, I know I've watched Luton quite a few times, and we've Luton seen lost seven nil, mate. Was you know what I mean? Uh, I say so because some of the chances what I've seen um, Brentford miss was just bad. was just disastrous. You know what I mean? They had um, and we're on about Brentford here, side. They're they're away from home, right? Luton were away from home. Brentford were away from away from home against Hull. They had sixty five percent of the possession. They had Brentford had twenty five shots on goal. They had eleven shots on target. Five corners to two. Do you know what I mean? It was. It's just. It, it was. Crazy. What 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 chance have you got? You know what I mean. Some of the goals were were excellent. Um, uh, Burke scored. Reese Burke scored probably one of the worst on goals I've seen all season uh, with a with a back header. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know. I don't know who shouted him. I don't know. I don't know what was happening. But um, Saheed uh, Ben Rama scored a hat trick, a wonderful hat trick as well, and and a special note side because he lost his dad in the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to score a hat trick and to, well, sorry, let me start that again. To play this week shows an absolute character um, of him. 
You know what I mean? So fair play to him to play, yeah, to score a, and to score the goal and to lift his t-shirt up. And he got a yellow card, by the way, which is just no. awful. He took his shirt off for the first one. He lifted his shirt up for the second one and he lifted his shirt up again for the third one and got a cuddle off the manager because the manager ran, ran down the touchline, which just shows the class of the manager and shows the class of the teammates and the players and stuff because it was absolutely fantastic. You know what I mean? But Hull City side, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried what, what, what I saw. You know what I mean? The, um, they've got Madison, Marcus Madison on loan from um, from Peterborough. By all accounts, he's supposed to be a really good player going forward. But now the pressure's on him to go and score goal side after, and he's got to follow those two. And for me, I think it's a it's a big ask because men against boys didn't even cover it at the weekend. You know, I've just given you the stats there, and you know, I mean Brentford. You know, what I mean they've given some teams a, an absolute pounding this year, and and I and I can't see it stopping. You know, what I mean they're playing with so much so much confidence and. Um, you know what I mean, and 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 if if they can continue this form side, then they're gonna they're gonna catch leads, and they'll be pushing West Brom all the way. Should he have still been on the pitch? He uh, he caught uh, Stephen Kingsley with a, an elbow just before half time. Do you see that? Um, yeah, I did. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the lad personally, but. You know, what I, mean? I don't. I don't. I, I've seen him play about five or six times live this season, and I've not seen him do anything like that. So, I don't think it was an intentional. You know what I mean? But the 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 thing I know this, this sounds really stupid now, but the FA can look at that and 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 give him a give him a ban re- retrospectively and give him a three or four or five game ban, whatever they, wherever they choose. It won't do Hull any good because he's obviously won the game for for Brentford hands down, but. I can't. I, I don't think it was intentional, and, and and I think the refs seen it. Other, you know what I mean. The the linesman seen it. So you know what I mean. I think. Um, I think I think that says it all for me. Yeah, indeed. Um, next up, Birmingham City two, Nottingham Forest one. Um, similar thing to Leeds. Side for me. You miss your chances. You lose games. Oh, you know that you can't afford to. Uh, you know what I mean. We. we We've gone on about Birmingham all season, Si, about um, uh, that, that they're not the no mugs like they were last year. For me, they were they were a walkover last year. You play against them, you go one 0 up, you go two 0 up, three four. You can the world's your oyster. This season, they go one 0 down, um, and they've got young players in the side who just don't seem to give up. You know what I mean? That they made a really really good signing in the window, bringing Scott Hogan in on loan from Aston Villa, and for a Birmingham City side to bring in a lad on loan from Aston Villa. Is a massive, massive thing, you know. I mean, the rivalry between the two clubs is is huge, and um, for Hogan to score on his debut, um, obviously will will settle him down, and and probably he'd be a little bit of a hero now, you know what I mean? And, and the fans will probably adore him, but you know what I mean? About that probably had to happen. I thought I thought Jukovic up front was absolutely excellent, led the line really well. He he, he wins his lot, he's plenty of headers, and but for me, Sai, not enough. They got nobody to blame but themselves. They went one 0 ahead. Through Silver, Hogan equalised on the stroke of half time. Obviously, grabbing missed a penalty just before, just before Hogan scored, and then second half they missed chance after chance after chance, and um, and then Pedersen scored the winner. What fifteen minutes to go from a, a set piece again from a, a bit of a, a bit of a scramble, but after that, you know what I mean. But Nottingham Forest can't afford to miss chances like that because you know what I mean. If they win their side. What they do, they'll be what one point behind lead with three points then it should have been three points if it wasn't for for all the missed chances they did but you know what I mean but we said it about Leeds you've got to put the ball in the net to to win the games and if you don't you've only got yourself to be you've only got yourself to blame and it's not like Lewis, Lewis Grabbin Lewis Grabbin is one of the best centre forwards in the championship but 
has to score those goals. Absolutely. Um, guys, send your questions in on the uh, on the comments, whether you're watching Facebook or YouTube. Uh, drop us a thumbs up, obviously. And, um, you know, get involved as well in the chat. It's gone a bit quiet the last couple of minutes. Let's, uh, let's hear those comments and those views. Um, I thought Christian Pedersen, he looks a, a bit of a player for uh, yeah. for for Birmingham. I've been yeah. really impressed with Birmingham this year. I've got to be honest. Well, I have saying, I think so young. I think the best bit of business they did was uh, to keep Drew Bellingham. Didn't yeah, didn't I sell him. I'm not go. I'm not sure if there was a if there was a bid on the table or there were a few. Something must have Listen, someone must have bid for him. Somebody must have. I it's heard just... um, I heard the Man United bid for him. They got turned down. They were going to come back in if uh, the boy, uh, what was the Portuguese lad who they signed? Fernandez didn't sign for United. Yeah. They were going to come back in for um, Bellingham. But they obviously they got Fernandez, so they didn't come back in for him. But I think they fancy him. Um, but like we've discussed numerous times, mate, he's 16, 17. In my opinion, he should stay there for two, three years and get 100. 200 games under his belt playing championship football and to be that experienced and that good age 20 loving it like, you yeah know, he could be real top player like one of the best players to come out of england for many a year yeah um, definitely the other one who impressed me was i thought joe lolly looked uh back to his best uh at the start of the season he was like a, he was like a house on fire and yeah. then he went a bit quiet and a bit Shady, but um, I thought he looked really good. Yeah, I think he's 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 he came. I think he came good. Uh, what was it? The game they played on the Sunday against Luton Town when he scored a couple of goals and probably could have got his hat trick if it wasn't um, if it wasn't for um, being brought off. And then they got the penalty. But you know what I mean? He's starting to play well. He's creating chances. He's been a threat again because Forrest created chances. Side they deserve to win the game, but you've got to put the ball in the back of the net. You have to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I thought um, Lewis Grabham was bordering on disgraceful and not in you know not in terms of like effort and all that type of stuff i'm not like attacking him i'm just saying his finishing was terrible terrible i think he missed a penalty he missed chances you know it's come on you've got to be better than that in the championship yeah aside for, aside for a player of his ability he's yeah yeah god we how much praise we've given him this year really, yeah exactly you know, like in exactly. the last couple of weeks almost you know, and yeah. well He's gone off the boil a bit, haven't he, over the last few weeks? But yeah, but Sai, if he was playing, if he, if he was playing in a in a Leeds United, if he was playing in a West Brom, if he was playing at Brentford at the minute, you know what I mean? He would goals for now. Uh, it'd be it'd be ridiculous. But the thing is, all Forest are creating just as many chances. So you know what I mean? You have got to put the ball in the net. But the thing about Forest side, what I don't like, and it's it's my biggest bugbear about certain other teams, Cardiff are doing it. You know what I mean? They play one up and three behind, and Lewis Grabbin would create loads of chances for somebody if he had somebody next to him you know what I mean because he causes he causes absolute mayhem you know what I mean and I just sometimes I just wish that you'd play two up front and you know what I mean and somebody would feed off the scraps what he what he does mm, yeah yeah definitely I am um, yeah it's, it's a funny one um, let's move on to the the next game Charlton finally got that winning thread back beating an informed Barnsley side who were you know a relegation threatened yeah, there's no being that it's it's just it's crazy to me that Blackburn and Barnsley, who've been playing so well, you know, have not so much Blackburn, but like I I always think in my head Blackburn are right up right up in the playoffs, 
and yeah. Barnsley should be where Blackburn are, which is about I think tenth or something like that. Yeah, because of the way they play football, and they're not. Barnsley are really struggling. Like, yeah. Well, to be fair, si, I think uh, especially this game, I think Lee Boyer needed this result so so bad. Um, you know what I mean? I, 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 they coincides. He starts live Taylor. What happens? Scores after nine minutes. Um, and you know what I mean? His cream always rises, sir. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, it's he's, he's a good, good player. You know what I mean? Barnsley created chances like they always do. 16 attempts on goal again. They dominated the game for possession, but Charlton showed the form what they, what they showed at the start of the season. You know what I mean? When they played Cardiff at home, 2-0 goal, 2-0 up at half-time. You know what I mean? But this time, they, they saw the game out where in previous weeks, that's been their biggest biggest problem. They go ahead and the the, the leak late, late goals. And You know what I mean? I'm pleased for Lee Boyer because... I was a little bit worried about um, about the way that they were going because they were they were dropping down like a stone and you know, obviously Huddersfield picked the results up, Stoke were picking up Wigan won obviously at the weekend and if they'd have lost against Barnsley they'd, they'd have been on thirty points and they'll have been one point above above relegation so it was a huge result for the Valley, huge result for Lee Boyer and hopefully they can kick on now because we were so impressed with them at the start of the season and you know what I mean. The, and you know, I just, I just want, I just, I just want the best managers, and I see Lee Boyer in that category as a young English manager, and I want him to go and kick on and, and push on to another level. And if that's Charlton pushing on the, up the table, and so be it. I put it to you again, mate. I think we've discussed it before, but I put it to you again. Was he distracted by the Cardiff City speculation and rumored uh, job offer? Ah, oh, there's got to be something side because it was it just coincided with. Uh, with them having a, a massive blip in form, and um, you know what I mean, because they were doing so so well, and then all of a sudden they dropped like a stone, and um... almost as if he had said goodbye to his players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. They, they, or he was, or some of his players thought they were going to get a move elsewhere yeah. because you know what I mean. There was, there was, yeah, there was something. It's like they, they, were, they were going were, with him. The players were running through a brick wall for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and then all of a sudden it stopped. So yeah. You do the maths. It's, it's just, just just wasn't. It just it's it just didn't look right for me. It doesn't it didn't sit right. It didn't look right. And <clears throat> but hopefully they can they can kick on because I'd be I'd be devastated for Lee Boyer if they got relegated because you know what I mean for the start of the yeah, season. Yeah, deserve that. Yeah, for the start of the season, he already deserves he deserves to be staying in the championship and kicking on um, next season and pushing towards the playoffs. Yeah, I mean we talked about how good tactically he is. You know, adapting and changing to different teams and different scenarios and uh, it'd be disappointing if he was to go down um woodrow i thought was excellent again and again jacob, yeah jacob brown Oof, what a player mate yeah How old well, is jacob brown well i'll find out for you right now uh i think he's young isn't he uh oh, he doesn't give his age doesn't he doesn't give his age i think i think he's only a young lad yeah but he's played a lot of games a season size you know what i mean so but this is this is my only concern si, with, with with barnsley is um, if things don't work out the way that the way that has been working out, um, that they're going to lose some of the best players. You know what I mean? Because they want to stay in the championship, and if they, if they do go down, like it does look like they probably will. You know what I mean? The Corley Woodrows, the Chaplins, who I think's been excellent. You know what I mean? I thought Brown was excellent. Uh, Mowat's been outstanding for long periods of season. You know what I mean? And and but defensively, they they've been getting they deserve what they get because you know what I mean. I think it's ever since I. Praised them for keeping the, the, a record amount of clean sheets last season. That they've let in uh, a ton of goals, and you know what I mean. The league tables don't lie because when you let in um, 50, 56 goals this season, sir, you know what I mean. There's only Luton behind you, 
um, then you've got nobody. You know, nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah, definitely, mid. Um, I'd be interested to see if they can hold on to Jacob Brown in the summer, um, because Premier League teams they like picking up the. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> just you, me and you just both saw the same comment then. <laughs> Sophie, mm. putting us off, man. Uh, I know. I I know. Dis- distraction, distraction, that distraction, distraction technique. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd be interested to in see if they can hold on to uh, the old Jacob Brown. Yeah, so uh, next up, Fulham <laughs> three, Huddersfield two. She completely distracted both, <laughs> she did. Just to get back on the football, um. So we, we've, um, well, I certainly went with Fulham this season. I thought Fulham were uh, destined to, to go up. I looked, at, I looked at the team, I looked at the players and um, and on Saturday for, well, for long periods, si, I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching because going forward, they were absolutely fantastic. And uh, um, Mitrovic leading the line, like, like I know he can. You've got Tom Kearney coming from midfield scoring goals. I thought, um, I thought Bobby Reid's goal was just out of this world and, and just sets, sets a tone. And when you've got somebody with, with that X factor, with that different way of playing, you know what I mean? Knockout, he likes to get the ball close to his feet and probably take his time and, and getting into the box in his own time. But Bobby Reid took the ball really well on the on the left-hand side, but drove as fast as he could and beat a couple of players and bent the ball in the top corner. I thought Kearney's goal was excellent. Mitrovic drove into the near post. And by the time you know it, Sai, half an hour gone, you're 3-0 ahead and it's game over. Well, it should have been game over. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? You're letting a couple of sloppy goals and, and for... for for Fulham's uh, defensive record, you won't have been happy with it at all because it, that that game should have been probably three, four, five, and six the way that the way that it was going. And um, Huddersfield got themselves back into it with a couple of goals before half time, but then after the second half it was probably a, a little bit of a damn squid that you know I mean not not a lot happened, especially for Fulham that Huddersfield went for it a little bit and had a couple of half chances going forward. But um, um, it just shows how 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 far Huddersfield have came, have came those side because. At the start of the season, that would have been an embarrassing scoreline. It probably would have been six or seven, and and, and players will have given up. But he's got he's given them a an opportunity to to to, to kick on now. You know what I mean? I, I believe they'll stay up because he's the, the window and, and before the window, the players that he's brought in defensively, offensively, um, he's given them a good opportunity to to progress over over the next couple of seasons. So you know what I mean? But you you, you got to follow them. If, if if they'd have been offered a probably a three two defeat at the start of the game, they they'll have probably took it because. It's not an easy place to go to Craven Cottage, especially with the kind of players that we've just mentioned there. And uh, not many teams will go there and get a result. But you know what I mean. Leeds will be worried because Fulham are on a little bit of a of a good run. Scotty Parker's got them got them going a little bit. They've got a Blackburn, which is a huge game, and then they've got a Millwall local derby. Um, but then they play Barnsley at home. So the next three games for Fulham, if they can get themselves in the top two, I think it'll be hard for them to to be caught for me because I've said all season they'll go up, and I'm not really going to change that. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um quick question for people watching. Uh who do you think had the best transfer window in the January in January in the championship? Um the reason I ask that is because someone has asked Andy that for the end of the show and I wanna see uh what people think as opposed to what Andy thinks. How do how did your team's transfer window go? Um I'll tell you what I thought was unbelievable in this game was uh, Tom Kearney. Kearney. Yeah. Kearney. So to fair size, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he, it, 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 it was a season at the one in the playoff final side against, uh, was it Villa the beat? 1-0. And he scored the yeah. winning goal for midfield. And 
he just impresses me every time I see him play. I thought he struggled a little bit in the in the, in the Premier League. I didn't think he 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 got the grips of it and and, and was dominated a, a little bit um, for long for long periods in games and, and didn't play as many games as he wanted. But in the Championship side, he just finds it so easy and he's just technique is is second to none. He's you know what I mean. His his delivery, uh, he scores goals. His creativity and especially at uh, a Craven Cottage side, he's just, he just seems to be a joy to watch and just seems to love his, love playing his football there because he's, he just seems to always be on the end of something and scores regular, regular goals. And, um, and you know, I mean, they're going to be, it's going to be difficult to stop them, I'll be honest, really difficult to stop them. Absolutely, mate. It definitely will. I am um, still not sure about Fulham, but they are on a run. There's no doubt in that. Um, so they're going to put the pressure on. And this is why I think Leeds might struggle now, is you've got Fulham in form, West Brom on fire, uh, Brentford on fire. fire. And it's like... And then you've got teams like Blackburn coming up towards the playoffs. Mm. Cardiff could do something. Mm. Uh, Who else? Preston still around the playoffs. Mm. Uh, We look at last season's side. Last season, what they got... uh, Leeds got beat by... uh, Derby County in the playoffs um, and Derby what finished what sixth you know what I mean so teams aren't scared yeah. to go to Leeds you know what I mean no. if, if you're going there if you're going there with confidence then you know what I mean you're not scared to, it doesn't matter where you go you know what I mean and if you if you lose out um, from getting getting in the top two and end up in the playoffs you're not going into the playoffs full of confidence and you know what I mean and, and you don't want to face that team who finished the sixth because it's just it's just a danger game a really danger game and um, and Leeds want to be very careful of that because they know exactly what they're what they're walking into because they've done it for the last couple of seasons. Indeed. Uh, okay, let's talk about the mighty Borough, the Borough. Yeah. One, um, one Blackburn. Obviously, one of my heroes back, uh, Tony Mowbray, um, as manager, um, Stewie Downing back. We got a really good reception, by the way. I thought it was uh, it was really really fitting of of the middle of the fans to give him. Yeah, it's, it's nice, players, you know, because when he. Things. When he played for when he played towards the end, you know, what I mean, fans weren't weren't that um, weren't that good with him and, and give him a little bit of stick, and I think that's why he decided to move on and not sign a new contract. So, for him to find a, a new home at Blackburn Rovers and to excel in and playing as well as he is, then it's it's great to see because I thought he, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was neat and tidy. Um, I thought he did really well. Um, and to be fair, I'd probably say a draw was a, a fair result, even though Middlesbrough missed a quite a few chances towards the end of the game. I thought Travis's goal was outstanding. He drove from midfield after getting the ball from down in, played a 1-2 with um, Adam Armstrong and, and finished really well. But when Middlesbrough can bring on uh, Britta Bolonga and bring on Rudy Gestead, you've always got an opportunity, you know what I mean? And, and those two just being back into the fold. And um, Coulson got a, an equaliser after a good save by the goalkeeper. Rudy Gestead should have scored a, well, at least one. He had two really good chances, but... Um, I'd say a draw for me it was a it was a fair result against uh, two decent sides and two sides in, in in decent form. But you know what I mean. We we've raved about Blackburn and I believe Blackburn will will, will, will go again. And you know what I mean going forward side are excellent. Um, Lewis Holt being very good. You know what I mean. He just keeps the ball. He does things. And when you've got him and Stewie down in and 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 Armstrong leading the line and I thought Gallagher was very good. And you know what I mean. They're they're, they're going to cause a lot of problems. You know what I mean. But. Uh, they lost another couple of another couple of injuries though. Um, Holby came off injured in the first half. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know how serious yeah, that injury big, will be, big but, that could be. You know what I mean? Just for half time. And Elliot Bennett came on. He was a very good player. and I thought he did very well. And 
But just need to be very careful with injuries and stuff because, you know, I mean, this time of the year with the window shut now, you can't go out and go and buy a player. But a draw, fair result. It continues Middlesbrough's run. Disappointed not to win it, but I think they'll be all right with it. And, and, and it'll kick on and Blackburn will be disappointed not to carry their winning run going, but they'll take a point away from home. Yeah, and the other thing is, is I think uh, Blackburn have managed uh, the kind of losing, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. Adam Reach. Uh, not Adam Reach. Yeah, no. Who's uh, Bradley Dack? Jesus. Bradley Sorry, Dack, I yeah. names. They've managed losing him to injury <coughs> really well. Yeah. Um, because they've kept up their good form. So I think. From that perspective, I think they've done very well. One thing I do say, they cannot afford to have Hope be out for any length of time because he's been a real player for them in the middle yeah. of the park. But they just done good on a shoestring budget. Really. Yeah, I know. Um, Borough really seem to have got it together. You know, they've been very good for the probably last since before just before Christmas I think they started to pick up yeah I, I, I just I just think fans also I need to be a little bit realistic um, and just understand that transition you know what I mean I, listen happy where they are for me I'd be I'd be made up if they if they finished a couple of places above where they are you know what I mean Got just picked up a few more points and scored a few more goals and you know what I mean? Just and just just stayed stayed around where they are as long as they weren't in any danger and just enjoyed the football, give a few more youngsters an opportunity because the football club's evolving. Because you start looking up and looking at the playoffs and looking at a, what the fourteen point gap, and then all of a sudden you lose games when you when you should draw them and just pick a point up here and there. And you know what I mean? It's it's just sometimes it's just a little bit too dangerous that that kind of gap and trying to go for games when. You don't need to change your tactics, you know what I mean? It's the gap for me for Bristol City, you are going to continue winning. Brentford going to continue winning, you know what I mean? It's a massive ask for a, a side like Middlesbrough who started the, as poorly as they did to, to push towards the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. Do you, where do you think, uh, where do you see Borough finish here, mate? Um, oh, to be honest, I, I see Hull coming down like a stone, so they'll finish above them. Um, I'd probably say... I'd be happy with fifteenth. I'll be honest, mate. I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy with fifteenth. It'd be comfortable. It'd be if they could get to twelfth or, or twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth. I'd be happy. But I'd say around fifteenth, sixteenth mark for me. Do you think they're still in danger? No, no, I don't. I think they've. Yeah, I think, I think they've got. I think they've got enough. I think they've got enough points. I can't. Thing is, if we can get out of it because of good form, then it drags somebody else into it. And if that's if that's a, a, a Stoke, a Huddersfield, a Charlton. You know what I mean? Even a Hull City or a QPR or a Reading. You know what I mean? Because Reading have been on a really good, really good form. You know what I mean? We, we've been really, really good and Absolutely. praising them a lot. But you know, what I mean? they're also due a bad run, side because Mark's not not really um, tasted too many defeats since he's took over. No. And QPR, their window wasn't great. They lost. They're probably their best centre forward. Um, you know what I mean? So is that going to impact on them? It impacted on them at the weekend um, with the defeat. So you know what I mean? Could they drop down and? And uh, and finish lower than than they wanted, you know what I mean. But you just don't know how, how it's going to unfold. But I think Middlesbrough, personally, I think they've gotten too much to go down. Yeah, I think so. I um I do think so. Uh, next up is sorry, I scrolled down my screen as I was trying to put some questions. Preston Swansea. Uh, yeah, Preston Swansea one all. Yeah, Preston Swansea won all. Scott Sinclair got his first goal, and what a goal it was! Side as well, he drove him from the right on his left on his left foot and just curled it in beautifully. And you know what I mean? His celebration, 
it was just such it was like relief you know it was such such really good relief that he'd um that he broke his duck you know what i mean he's, he's obviously not played a lot of football over the last couple of years the way that the way that he would have wanted so it's it's nice to see good players sometimes getting the rewards because he's gone there to play football and we said Sai on i think it was our last uh, international um show that that seems like players don't want to play anymore but he's shown He's shown the different side of that, that he's gone there, yeah. left left a big, massive football club to go and play more games and, and drop down a level, it looks like, to um, to do that. And, you know, be fair play to him because he's, he's now starting to play more regular football. He's starting games, he's scoring goals. He scored on Saturday and, and I think he'll get a lot more. And um, uh, Brewster got the equaliser for Swansea. Um, but the, probably the probably the funniest thing of that, of that game, side was when the referee lost his yellow card and... Uh, and Brewster had given him a yellow card because I'm going back a long time ago when Gaza did it. Booked Gaza, Gaza got booked for doing it, and Brewster had already been yellow carded. By the way, when he did it, yeah. So, when I saw it, I thought, so by oh, right, no. is if he got sent off for that side, we, uh, that would have been in my rant. But uh, for do you know what I mean? But you know what I mean. Yeah. Fair play, fair play. The ref seen a, the funny side of it, and and uh, and just and just moved on. But for me, uh, draw fair result side. You know what I mean? Swansea. Swansea probably probably happier out the two because I think um, Preston really needed the win to to kick on and stay closer to um, to the Bristol Cities and the, and the, and the Brentfords. But um, Preston is still there, Si. You know what I mean? We we thought they were going to fall off and 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 fall away because they've had a couple of bad results. But they're staying in there, and I and I hope they can push 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 on for the next sixteen games. Yeah, what do we know? Let's face it. What do, what, got, what do we got, know? Not a clue, mate, to be honest. Uh, I thought Rian Brewster was tidy again. Um, yeah, he was. He's scoring goals. He's starting to make a name. For, starting to make a name for himself, so yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure the goal. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the goal should have should have stood. By the way, because I thought um, I thought AU was offside, but it's you know what I mean. You no can one tell knows by, the offside rule. Anyway. Nah, no, but you can tell by defenders' reaction. They all stopped, and I know you shouldn't stop. You play the whistle, but. If someone's that blatantly offside, then then sometimes a mistake's being made. But you know what I mean. It was, um, yeah. But Preston, oh, frustrating because they had such a good start. And if they, if they do fall off, they don't get in the playoffs. I'll be I'll be gutted for them. Yeah. You know what I mean. Even yeah. even if they make me and you look stupid, I don't I don't care because they've had such a good season. I want them to try and nick in the playoffs if they can at least. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, I haven't given a, an up. To a Swansea player yet? Uh, oh, I can't do it. What, George George Byers is getting close, mate. Yeah, he's doing well, mate. He's doing Great well. I don't, I don't think I can say. I don't think I could. Yeah, I, I struggle with it a few times. I don't know. I don't know. I could. Just can't. I don't think I could. If they get in the play, if they get in the playoff side, I might give them team of the week or something. But yeah, won't happen. Won't happen. Won't happen. Um, next up, QPR nil, Bristol City one. I've just mentioned it there, Sai, about uh, about you. You lose your best player, and obviously the the dynamics of your football club can change a little bit because you've got a player who, um, and it was Sod's law, by the way, that they play against the side that he goes and signs for, um, and he was on the bench against him. He comes on, and you know what I mean. That 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 the the the, the base their team and their um, their play around playing a certain way. And Naki Wells was obviously a big player for QPR, and then all of a sudden to lose him. Um, it's obviously a, a massive moment in the season, and you know, what I mean, they've obviously going to, they've obviously taken a, a big risk um, in not replacing him properly. Um, they brought in Jack Clark from Leeds um, the week before last, who, who came on, 
came on late. But I thought the goal was outstanding for Bristol City. I thought it was a fantastic header. Great ball in and a wonderful header. And um, and QPR had the chances, Si. But, you know, I mean, I just think sometimes... I think, I think Bristol City... Um, we have been critical of, by the way, you know what I mean, in recent games and got knocked out of the FA Cup, but in the league, they beat Wigan away 2-0, they beat Barnsley at home 1-0, they beat Reading away through the week, um, you know what I mean, so they're on a four-game winning run, um, four clean sheets on the bounce, you know what I mean, so Lee Johnson, as he as he turned that magic formula around, have they have the spent really well in the window um, with uh, with Naki Wells, because obviously they needed, they needed that firepower to kick on and, and to push forward, and you know what I mean, I, you know, what I mean, they're, they're, could they be the side who, who pushes on? You know what I mean? It's it's not an easy place to go to, Loftus, uh, uh, Loftus Road. You know what I mean? So, you know, what I mean, the next couple of games, home to Birmingham, uh, home to Derby. You know what I mean? So they could really put put real pressure on Leeds United before they play them um, in three games' time. You know what I mean? That could be a massive game if they can win that. Yeah, indeed. Um, were you surprised that Naki Wells would, went in January, or was it? Do you think it was just a case of Burnley? Saw five million pound offered and thought, "Now nah, we got to go." I think um, I think QPR have been offered him. I think QPR have had probably had first um, first dabs on the on the deal and probably saw the deal as a as, as a no. You know, what I mean, five million pound side for a club like uh, QPR is, is is a lot of money. But Bristol City seem to be seem to have a lot of money this season, um, and they spent mm-hmm. quite a lot in the summer. They're spending a lot, obviously, throughout, throughout the season as well by, by by being able to do that. But you can't fault Burnley. You know what I mean? He's gone on loan, so he's not in their plans. And and somebody comes in with a five million pound offer, you've got to accept it. So, you know what I mean? It's just really bad timing for QPR's point of view. But for Bristol City, they've got themselves a very good player, and if they can get them in the playoffs or, or better, then it's money well spent because it's it's a five million pound. It's a snip in in terms of if that can get them towards the Premier League, then five million pounds absolutely nothing. Yeah, boy. And uh, it was just the one game left, mate, and then we're through. Mm. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday nil, Millwall nil, and it was not. Oh, it wasn't a classic, sign. No, it wasn't a classic. But at the same time, so I'm really, really confused with you know. What I mean, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday missing players. They're missing Stephen Fletcher massively. Um, one of the lads uh, missing um, uh, Jordan Rhodes. You know what I mean? The, the Sam Winnells played a lot of get a lot of football, but didn't play at the weekend. He was sub. Uh, they went for Adam Reach up top with um, uh, Nahu. Who, yeah. Listen, the both both sides created chances. I thought I thought Millwall probably had the best chance, but Sheffield Wednesday had numerous other chances, and you know what I mean. But you 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 miss those focal points, side. You can't have um, those kind of players not in your side. You know that um, Sheffield Wednesday brought in a a good player. They brought in Josh Windass from Wigan Athletic. I think he'll he'll create more chances. It'll take the pressure off uh, Barry Bannum in midfield. But Sheffield Wednesday lack a goal scorer when when those two I just mentioned don't play. And the, the the times we've been really, really positive on Sheffield Wednesday side that they've beaten uh, Leeds United, they've beaten Nottingham Forest, they've, you know what I mean, because they've scored goals and, you know what I mean, they still sit in 11th place. They're um, seven points behind sixth and fifth place and, you know what I mean, they're, they're behind Millwall who they, who they couldn't beat at the weekend at home and these are the kind of games what could, could, could come back and bite them on the backside if they don't succeed this season because they'll probably look back at, at points dropped rather than, we beat Leeds United away because there's no point in beating Leeds United away and Nottingham Forest away 4 0 Si if if you can't beat Millwall at home and other teams at home where they've dropped dropped for me easy points because that's a bread and butter. You know, that they got beat off Wigan last week. They got smashed off Blackburn at home the week before last. So, you know what I mean? They've dropped some ridiculous points over the last month or so. 
they have at one point it looked like they were really going to push on um and they just haven't haven't really done so um yeah and been a bit inconsistent and a bit I don't know what the word is. Like, just very up and down. Um, yeah. Inconsistent, I think. I suppose they say is the right word, but I think that's team selection as well. That You know what I mean? Like Stephen Fletcher's been injured poorly, whatever it is. If it's fitness, I don't know what it is. But Yeah, strange. But I, I thought, Si, I'll be honest, when he, when he said he was ill, when they said he was ill, I thought he was destined for a move. And then... Well, he was he was been on fire, hadn't he? He'd been yeah. scoring goals, like back to yeah. back to back. And then he was suddenly, it was like he was missing from the squad. Without a real explanation and yeah. whatnot, and yeah, odd one. Yeah, strange one. Yeah, quite like um, the lad, uh, Bodvards, and um, although he missed a big chance for uh, Millwall. Yeah, he came on a yeah. sub side, but he's very good side. I watched him last year for okay. Reading, and I thought he was outstanding. But I, I still can't see past uh, Wallace, Jed Wallace. You know what I mean? I think, I think somebody missed a trick there. Was not. Not signing him because he's had an excellent season. If he's still there next season, I'll be very surprised uh, because he's had a he'll have had a full excellent season for Millwall. And you know what I mean? Millwall what sat in ninth place, five points behind the playoffs. You know what I mean? The Millwall fans must be in ecstasy at the minute because I didn't see that coming at the start of the season. No, yeah, no. Uh, well, they they had the right idea. See, they sacked Neil Harris because he wasn't good enough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, it, it, it is. It, it is I know what it is. Harsh, but it it is what it is. That's why they sacked him. It's because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, okay. That's the games done, and now we're uh, into uh, my last part of the show, where myself and Andy uh, pick our two for two, where we pick two uh, big performances, moments, or players, and two nightmares for the weekend. Uh, I forget what we. What we began on last week, mate. Um, <coughs> I can't we'll remember. Saying. Go with the positives. We'll go with positives first. So, who you got for your two ups, mate? Uh, my two ups. I've gone for Bobby Reed to start with. I thought his goal was absolutely outstanding. He just loved the way that he caressed the ball on the touchline and drove in as fast as he could, and um, and just got a worldie. I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. Just my kind of my kind of goal and my kind of play. I thought it was I thought it was a fantastic goal to score. Mm-hmm. Can't fault that, mate. Oh, um, right, Johnny. We'll answer that in a minute, mate. I shouldn't have pressed that. We'll answer it with the rest of the questions. Um, my first up is I will go for Wayne Rooney. Um, absolutely sublime, sublime free kick. Uh, fantastic performance, but also I think his his rival has completely changed the dynamic in the Derby dressing room from a mentality point of view. Um, and I just think overall, him being there has made them push on and achieve more like what they're capable of. Um, I totally agree. Totally agree, Sire. Totally there before. Yeah, totally agree. And he's destined to be manager. Yeah, of course he is. Uh, of course he is. Um, the second one I've gone for, uh, Sahid Benrahma. Uh, for Brentford against Hull for his hat-trick. Um, but I follow... Um, it's called Championship Stats on Twitter, and um, here's some of the stats which back up my point. So on Saturday against Hull, he had a 100% aerial duels won, uh, 100% tackles won. He had 74 touches in, in 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 the game, 32 accurate passes, nine shots during the game. He created six chances for teammates. He had five shots on target. He had five completed dribbles, and he had three goals, which just 
that is just absolutely ridiculous and outstanding. And just, you know what I mean? If there's a better performance this season than that, I'd be very, very, very surprised to see that because that was just those those facts there just are just absolutely unbelievable and scary. World, mate, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, incredible. And away, and away from home as well. By the way, you know what I mean. This is this is. If it was home, I'd probably and they just won seven 0 I'd probably against a Luton or a, a Barnsley or a, or a lesser side. I'd probably say something else. But you, you, they've done this away from home against a side who's 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 done all right this season as well. Indeed. Um... Guys, just uh, we're kind of finishing off now as we go into the do these, do our downs, and then it's questions before we finish off with some fake Geordie Bingo Lingo. So, where uh, if you have got any questions for Andy or I guess myself, um, get them in now before the end as we finish off. Uh, my up I gave to Kearney of Kearney or Kearney of Fulham, uh, just his, his distribution, his passing, his technique. It's just all so good. His delivery, everything is just so good. And uh, I thought he just was excellent. And his ability and discipline lets the likes of Bobby Reed and Mitrovic and these kind of guys run wild uh, further up the pitch. And I, I, I agree with you, sir. I think he's, he's, he's outstanding. He's a very, very, very accomplished footballer who's just got inundated with talent and scores goals and you know what I mean? He's just an excellent footballer. Indeed. Who you got for your first down, mate? Um, I've gone for Raya, the Brentford goalkeeper. I don't know if you've seen the goal and if anybody needs to see it, you know what I mean? Because they, they, they dominate this game so badly. Um, some, it's, it's, just, it's just really hard to explain that um, that the goalkeeper tries to take a touch from from a from a back pass about, what, 40 yards, at 40 yards out, the ball goes through his legs and ends up in the back of the net. He's just so embarrassed. He's tangled himself in the net. It's just, it's hilarious, but at the same time, cringeworthy, embarrassing, but it's just a must-watch. It's just, uh, if, that's, if, that's, if that's a closer game, that's, that's, it's just an absolute ridiculous decision, a ridiculous howler, but when you win 5-1, I suppose it takes the pressure off you a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my first down, I've gone for, um, I had uh, the keeper as well. So I've gone for uh, football fans who abuse players on social media or troll people with like unnecessarily offensive abuse, whether it's stuff like about Salah or racism or homophobic abuse. Just people who are looking for a reaction just for the sake of it, just to be twats. Yeah. And there's plenty of them around. At Lords, the far too many. And... Uh, Sod them. Uh, who have you got for your next one, mate? Um, I've gone for Lewis Grabbin. He missed a penalty. He missed uh, at least two two sitters and another good opportunity. And somebody of his ability um, to not have put any of them to bed is just it's just a really, really, really bad day at the office. And it cost Nottingham Forest in the end. You know, it cost him at least a point. But for me, it probably cost them all three because um, it would have put the penalty would have put them two ahead um, and. Scott Hogan then probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have equalised, so it was a big pivotal part of the game. So Lewis grabbing for me. Yeah, spot on, mate. I I, I agree. Um, so he, funny enough, I've gone for a similar choice for similar reasons, but a different player. I've gone for Patrick Bamford, um, and in my notes, I've just put not a Leeds number nine question mark. I, I take the question mark. Take the question mark out. Yeah. 
There's a uh, fact. It's a fact. And you know, we've been fair. We've been fair to all players all all season, um, and we've praised him a lot when he was on his hot streak. But yeah. United, that size, that size of that club, they should be. You know, their striker should be uh, scoring. You know, he should yeah. be coming on twenty goals now, not yeah. missing twenty goals or, or twenty opportunities every couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. Let's finish with the questions and. Uh, News just in. Peaches has sent in a question. Oof. Well, I got away with one then. Yeah, she sent it in last minute. It came in like oh, last hour minute. into the show. Lastminute.com. Uh, guys, you can send questions to Andy or myself every week uh, to Facebook.com <coughs> or Twitter at AceCast underscore nation and use the hashtag AceNationArmy or email AceNetworkContact at gmail.com or, of course, Use the live chat on Facebook and YouTube. So, uh, Johnny Wish on Twitter this morning asked, uh, Andy Campbell, better podcaster and pundit or footballer? Dun, dun, dun. Um, oh. See, I really enjoy doing this. I really do. I enjoy talking about football because that's what all I've known all my life and passion because and I've never, ever, ever said I was any good at football. I was just, <laughs> I had um, <laughs> I had, a, I had an attribute which nobody had. You know what I mean? My, my pace was, it, it was ridiculous, ridiculous how how quick I was. And you know what I mean? That's not me blowing me on trumpet, but technically wise, you know what I mean? I would never say I was very good. So I'd probably say I was... I'm better at doing this than I was at football. So, yeah, that, that's me being honest. You know, I'm not slagging myself off. I'm not looking for sympathy, but that's just is what it is, isn't it? I think, you know, scored the goal, which yeah. gave me one of the best weekends of my life and the best night yeah. out of my life. So, yeah, was, yeah, good night out. Always good. Uh, Johnny also asked in the live chat earlier, uh, have you heard, I think it was Johnny, it might have been someone else, have you heard of any of... Cardiff City's new signings. Um, obviously, I knew I know of uh, Albert Dormer because I watched him um, play for Middlesbrough, and I've and I've and I've kept a close eye when he's been at Nottingham Forest. But um, not of the lad on loan from Wolves. No, I just it's it, it, it's it's the left field side for me. It's it's when things come out of left field. You know what I mean? I look at I look at some of the other clubs who get young lads on loan from Middlesbrough and Tottenham and Chelsea, and I just think. Do you know what I mean? I'm all for giving lads an opportunity and playing and have a, have a platform to play, but you're, you're risking uh, having a successful season by giving someone an opportunity. Because for me, I always see a lone player as, as somebody who's got to play because you've yeah. gone there to play. You know what I mean? So, and that's, that's it's a 16, it's a 32, it's they're coming to your football club to play. So, I just find some, some loan moves very, very, very strange. Yeah, it's it's gone from almost like it was it used to be either a youth player or like players, uh, older players who are coming to the end of a deal, and yeah. or have been out injured, yeah, um, and they need for you know they need to play. Whereas, like, so for instance, with these Cardiff players, or should I say, so Borough, for instance, have signed. Uh, I think they had a lad from Chelsea or somewhere. Was it? Yeah, they've bought, they bought, they, yeah, they've, they've got a couple of younger boys. Yeah, yeah. You know, like top loan, top young loan players. Swansea brought in Rian Brewster. Yeah. Um, Nick Attires. Did we decide? Did we find out if he went somewhere? Yeah, after? he didn't go. He played last week for uh, Arsenal in the FA Cup and he scored at Bournemouth. So yeah. 
Um, but you know, other players are going out. And Cardiff have signed Albert Adoa, who's 32. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be decent, I suppose. Um, yeah. he joined Forest in the summer, so if he's leaving already, then you know, is he perhaps not been very great? He's made five starts for, for Forest this year. Uh, Sanderson never played a first team game, um, and he's 20, which to me, I think. If you haven't played a first-team game by the age of 20, uh, bear in mind he's a right-back or a centre-back, I would mm. ask why. Particularly yeah, a club like Wolves who play young players and you know play a certain way. Yeah. Uh, and ew, I can't remember the name of the other one. Oh, is, there Brad- is it Bradley? Someone. I can't remember what his name was. Um, but I hadn't I hadn't even heard of him. I, got yeah. that. I totally I, agree. I, 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 I find the lo- I find the loan market really strange because you, you've got these players who are, who are at Premier League clubs uh, who can't get in for whatever reason because the twenty five man squad thing and um, they're not classed as good enough for that for that team, which is which is fine, which is fair enough. But for me, if they're not good enough for Wolves, why does the Wolves manager think he's good enough for Cardiff City? Do you know what I mean? It's a it's a it's a, it's a strange one. I, I do I do find it pretty. Uh, pretty strange, but it's yeah, it's down to um, the other thing. Opinions, Sorry. I guess. I was going to say the other thing is um, they signed Sanderson on loan from Wolves, who's age twenty, but they've also signed Brad Smith on loan from Bournemouth, yeah. both fullbacks. Yeah. So, like again, it, it stinks of lack of uh, organisation and lack of. Pre- preparation on Cardiff City's front they don't seem to be they don't see the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing when yeah. it comes to transfers and tactics um, no I totally I- agree well uh, things are saying well the way I look at it I look at I look at um, I look at uh, why why bring a player in if you're inundated with, with, with players in that area and for me um, you've got loads of wingers don't bring a winger in you know what I mean for me they needed probably another centre forward um or somebody who can take the pressure off Lee and give the number 10 role, you know what I mean, to play both together. Not play one or the other, but yeah. just take the pressure off him because I said, I said mentioned Friday um, that two or three men round, round him because the noise is a threat. But if there's another player there, you can't afford to do that. So you've got to, you've got to, you've got to mix things up a little bit. And if Lee's got a man marker, Lee will see that, see that, see that marker off. But when he's got two or three players round him, it's... It's impossible. It's impossible. But yeah, if you have more danger players on the pitch, you've got more chance to create more chances and pick holes in, in other teams. But you know what I mean? That's that's down to yeah. They need someone more creative, don't they? Yeah. Um, apart from Lee. Um, uh, question: uh, Would you bin Neil Harris in the summer, and who would you replace him with? Oh, interesting one. Um, if I was making that decision right now, uh, we've already spoke about him. I would give I would give Lee Boyer an opportunity and. And a fresh, but do it early and give him a summer to rebuild his ideas. You know what I mean? Because if if this isn't going to, there's no point doing it, Si, on the first day of pre-season and giving a manager hardly any time to get to know his players and and bring in players before. You know what I mean? Some 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 clubs, Middlesbrough did it. They start things too late. They, they, they appointed Woodgate too late. You know what I mean? Which give him no chance really to plan to bring in to do some real good groundwork and look at the way they started. So for me, if a club's going to make a decision. Make it after the last game of the season or earlier, um, and then go from there. Because you know, what I mean, I'm not saying write a season off, but um, for me, 
you know what I mean? You can make you can make tough decisions and uh, and start your planning with five six games to go, knowing that that you can't make the playoffs or you know what I mean? Or you've got nothing to lose if you don't make the playoffs or you know what I mean? But you've got to make these kind of decisions earlier, sooner or rather than later. Well, yeah, for me, as uh, soon as Cardiff City could not make the playoffs mathematically, I would bin him and yeah. I would prepare, prepare for next year, whether it's Bowyer or Hewton or whoever, and I would contact them, say, the job's yours, do it yeah. as they do. You know, we all know it goes on. Sort yeah. all, so it's all in place and say, what players do you want? Start working on them and get it set. If they bring in Bowyer, they've got to stick with him for three years, no matter what. Yeah, and build from the academy to the first team, and even if he gets off to a rocky start, let him build the club and the way he wants to play and his teams to play, so that the youth teams play in the same way as the first team. Yeah, and so on. Um, how would you describe Cardiff's transfer window? Um, oh, poor, extremely poor. You know what I mean? I think there was an opportunity side. With the game being on the Friday night, that you do your you do your business early, Friday morning, Thursday night. You know what I mean. You know it's. I, I don't get why teams wait till the, till the last minute of the window. I don't get it. You know what I mean. Uh, you know what I mean. They, they had an opportunity to make a statement for me and, and splash some cash. Um, you know what I mean. I, Naki Wells five million quid. Cardiff has still got the parachute payments. They could have gone and splashed. They could have gone and spent that money and beat Bristol City. You know what I mean. And if he. If it had chosen Bristol City over Cardiff City, I would have been extremely surprised and shocked. So th- th- these are the kind of players which I expected Cardiff City to bring in, but we 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 don't know what's happening behind the scenes. We don't know if the the manager's getting the support and getting the backing. We don't know if the money's available. Obviously, it can't be if he's not if he's not getting it or he's not allowed it or the club are keeping it for whatever reason. But What's the point of filling the bank account up when if the if if we're not putting it on the football pitch because the stadium's there, the network's there, the the club's there, the support's there, but on the pitch I think needs a little bit of help and guidance. And at the minute we're not getting it. So for me it was it's a it was a poor window and unexpected because I thought it was going to be a little bit better, or a lot better. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, oh, Johnny asked a question within the live chat. I think he said, um, Chef words, uh, too inconsistent stay, to push on. Too inconsistent to push on. Um, for me, yes. <laughs> if that's team selection, if that's missing players, if that's, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Gary Monk. I think he's a really good championship manager. Um, but there's just something not right there at the minute. And I don't, you know, what I mean, you can't go and beat Leeds United away, not in the Forest away, 4 0, 2 0. And then, and then get beat five 0 at home, and then and then draw nil nil with Millwall. There's just there's just too much wrong. I know the championship's competitive. I know anybody can beat anybody, but there's, that's drastic. That really drastic. And you know what I mean? They've got some really good players on the day: Adam Reach, Kadeem Harris, Stephen Fletcher, Jordan Rhodes, now Josh Windass. So they've got they've got the players, but yeah. paper means nothing. Uh, most talented player you saw that never made it or never fulfilled their potential? Well, he plays for Middlesbrough now, so it's Ravel Morrison. And I seen him as a kid, and he was just, he was touted to be the next the next Gaza. And well, to be fair, he's probably turned into the next Gaza, but at least he's been given another opportunity. And for me, he's got to start taking it side because this boy, when he plays, and when he plays really, really well, and he's he's got this son, he's got natural ability to glide past 
past players and scores goals, create chances. He's got a cheeky side, he's got an aggressive side, but he's also got um, obviously a weak side in him, which is obviously causes causes the problems that he's had throughout his career. And hopefully, and I'm not saying this because he's because he now plays for Middlesbrough, because you know what I mean. I, I wish he could have done it at Sheffield United and, and been playing the Premier League because we all deserve to see this player playing really well. And yeah. But unfortunately, no one's seen it. You know what I mean? He's been he's been over to play for Lazio. He's played for Man United. You know, he's, this this boy's played for some world class football sides. You know what I mean? He's played for West Ham. But you know what I mean? He's just he's nothing. No one's ever got a tune out of him. So someone's got to someone's got to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Someone's got to. I tell you what, it'll be the biggest worst of a talent if he never ever ever fulfills half his potential in his in his football career. Because I tell you what. When you're on about when you're on about talent, and I, and I said about having zero talent, he's right up there with the best. Yeah. Talent-wise, technical technical ability-wise, he's 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 top draw. Did you um, did you play with a Cardiff when Leon Jean? Yeah, Leon was Leon was excellent. Leon was Leon was up there up there up there with 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 the likes of him. Leon was Leon was class, and uh, unfortunately, Leon had his had his own personal issues and that. And that coincided when I was at Cardiff that that, that, that it all came out and uh, so disappointed because I I played a, I played a couple of reserve games uh, with Leon um, and tell you what I've never seen a young kid you know what I mean he had the lot he had the works he could have he could have been one of the next best things to come out of, out of out of Wales never never mind just Cardiff he was Welsh wizards you know what I mean for a winger he had he had pace he had power he had trickery he could score goals he had aggression, you know what I mean. But he just, you know, what I mean, for whatever reason, size, other things got the best of him, and you know what I mean. And I, I was, I was gutted for him because, you know what I mean. He was always, you want to play with good players, and you know, what I mean? he was one of the, he was technically one of the best at Cardiff at the time. And but, you know, what I mean, sometimes things aren't meant to be, and so disappointing for him because he's, you know, what I mean, he's, he's not had a great life and a great lifestyle, and and things have let him down, and people have let him down as well. So it's really disappointing for him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's finish with uh, with peaches, uh, and she says it's not a word association as such. It's more of a first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Oh, these look nice and easy. Anyway. Uh, oh yeah. You always you always say that. Start start the clock. Start the clock. Start the clock. Uh, best fullback in Premier League history. Well, Gary Neville. Best captain you've ever played with. Ooh. I'm going to throw two. I'm going to go Nigel Pearson and Cav. Shout. Uh, if you were picking the team, or if you were manager, would you pick Robbie or Roy Keane? You could only have one. Roy. Man United or Liverpool? Oh, God. Um, Liverpool. Tony Adams or John Terry? Tony Adams, big donkey. Rio Ferdinand or Bobby Moore? Oh, well, I wasn't, uh, wasn't able to see as much of Bobby Moore. My dad told me all about him, but I'm, so I'm going to go for Rio because I played with Rio. Rio came on trial in Middlesbrough, so I'm going to go for Rio. Rolls Royce of a defender. Yeah, frightening. I think he's um. Bear in mind, si, he came, he came, to, he came to Middlesbrough as a centre forward, by the way, and he was Did just. He? Different class he was. Yeah, he came on trial and scored, scored three. Got offered a contract straight away, and and then uh, turned it down to go to West Ham. He, um, I think he's underrated. I do. 
Like oh, I think people have forgotten how good he was. World class, world class, world class centre half. He had the lot. He had the lot. He certainly does. Okay, so to finish it off, Andy, we will have the greatest segment in podcast, entertainment, TV, radio, anything you could think of history. The best 10 sec 10 second segment ever created in the world. I cannot possibly build it up any more than I already have. So, you know, don't let us down. Don't let it be an anticlimax. <laughs> oh. It's like the best thing there's ever been on anything ever. I mm. it's the only reason I built a podcast channel and a Get YouTube channel just for this just just for this segment. Right, here we go then. So I've gone, I've gone for a bit of football borough history. So in 1905, the big spend in Middlesbrough spent £1,000, which, which was a world record fee, by the way, on wow. Alf Common from, uh, from Sunderland. You know what I mean? My, obviously, my dad wasn't old enough then, but my dad drummed all this history into me. And we, we always go about um, big players and, uh, and stuff. But yeah, for Middlesbrough to bring in the Ravenellis are like, you know what I mean? It happened years ago. So I'll, don't be surprised by Middlesbrough being big spenders because they spent a thousand pounds on uh, on a world record fee of Alf Common in 1905. That's a good one. That's one of the, I like that one. That's a good one. You lived up to the expectations. Uh, I'm glad I did. I was nervous there because I was getting a dry mouth and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if uh, for anyone who's new to the show, that's uh, just uh, and up north later this year. Oh, I've disappeared. Yeah, you come back on. Um, preparing me for my trips to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Yeah. So I can speak the lingo and I know. Oh, you'll, like you'll, fit it. you'll fit inside. Because uh, somebody put something on uh, earlier in one of the one of the one of the things on the chat about uh, need a shave. I don't know if it's about me or you. I think it's me. Probably. Well, you have to have a you have to have a beard to get in now. Beard to get in anywhere. Manly beard. Mine's just a fake one. I've had my haircut and a beard, especially for the live show today. Yeah, I've had my my hair's just falling out. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, thank you all to Joy for joining us, and uh, it's much appreciated. All the people on Facebook Live, all the people on YouTube, great stuff. Love, lovely to see all those comments and everything. It's been cool interacting with you all uh follow andy on twitter at andy campbell 32 follow me at acecast underscore nation facebook.com slash acecast nation and uh please please subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com slash ace podcast nation and click that bell so you get notifications every time we upload or go live because uh, that is really the best way to support us as a show all shows in video format at youtube and audio at Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, all the podcasting apps. Uh, football fans, Cardiff City fans, check out our interviews with uh, the author of The Killing of Emiliano Sala. Very, very interesting book full of details and facts. And uh, we'll certainly open some eyes. Uh, Harry Harris is a respected investigative journalist and author who's written for all sorts of publications and including the Telegraph and the Guardian and all this sort of stuff. Uh, he's been on Sky and TalkSport and BT and everywhere. He gave me two hours of his time. Uh, he didn't shy away from any questions. He answered everything. He explained the title. 
and we talked about it all. He also came back on last week to discuss the allegations and the file being sent off by Cardiff. And um, I'm hoping to have him back on this week for a quick show to discuss uh, Mehmet Dalman's meeting with the media. I recorded a show yesterday with uh, UFC's newest sign-in and current Cage Warriors lightweight champion, Modestus Bukasakas. Bukas Cash, can't pronounce his name. Um, we've got films and TV podcasts, Royal Rumble podcasts, football. And I also spoke to former England cricketer Chris Lewis this morning. And uh, I'm re- doing a show with him about his career and uh, some of the issues that he's had since. And indeed, some which it ended his England career uh, and also ended with him in jail. So it should be a really interesting show. And um if you've got any questions for Chris or anyone else, you see pop up on the social media and uh, send me send me them in. Andy, it's been a pleasure, mate. As Loved always. it. Loved it, Si. Guys, thank you for joining us. And uh, we will see you next week, 7 o'clock, youtube.com slash acepodcastnation and uh, facebook.com slash acecastnation. Tell your friends, tell your sisters, tell your mum, tell your brothers. Share it, get involved, come back next week. Yep. See you soon. Podcast Network.